and welcome back to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. It's been a while, but I'm still Kelso. I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Whew. Yeah, this one this one took a while. Yeah, I mean... It was yeah. a long game, and then we had life stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, part of it was planned, part of it was not planned. But Summer, it summer break, it's fine. Yep. And who boy, do we need a break. It is supposed to be 100 degrees today here, and uh, 108 tomorrow. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that sucks. Yeah. Which for... For for any for any Celsius using friends, that's around forty two degrees. It's a uh, yeah, it's record breaking heat. Uh, we've had offers from multiple friends with air conditioning. Like, uh, y- y'all gonna be okay? Do you need to come over? <laughs> so yeah. we might we might spend the afternoon at a friend's place who has air conditioning. We'll see. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, wish me luck. Yeah, definitely good luck. God, it's, yeah, it's been, like, unseasoned. Like, I would expect it to be that hot here now, because I am, like, kind of in the south. But it has been, like, unseasonably cool. I guess I know where all the heat has gone. <laughs> yeah, um, we and were I, thinking and all am, of it. And I am very, very sorry yeah. that, you, and it, that you have to deal with it. It's not even like, you know, I went to uh I went to Arizona to to teach a couple summers uh in like August and that was like similarly like very hot like low hundreds kind of heat. But at least there it's the desert and it's mostly dry. Like the Pacific Northwest, it's like also like 60% humidity. Um yeah. So yeah, it's just it's, just, it's yeah. just not pleasant to be outside. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, have realize... like a lot of heat here as well, but like we're not hitting those numbers. Yeah. We're maybe hitting like 95. Yeah, still not fun, I'm sure. <laughs> nope. Damn. It's time to get rid of summers. Yeah, just cancel them. Just no yeah. more. I mean, I I like hot weather usually. Um, this is just like when it gets to be like safety hazard level, it's a little bit much. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and and yeah, like you don't have as as widely as we have it here, but like air conditioning is not as common just because yeah. you know you don't need it as much. Yep. And that's what yeah. really sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I know we we don't really use air conditioning in most buildings here, mm-hmm. and I know there's been issues where they they didn't want to have fans on in like retirement homes because of COVID. Mm. Okay. Oh. So it's been huh. problematic. I mean, I would think fans would help because they like circulate the air better, but maybe not. I'm I'm not a doctor or a um not immunologist. What's the word? Pa- pandemicologist. Um, There's a by word. Virology is that the one? Uh, I don't know. Maybe... Look, I'm not a doctor. 
I'm not a doctor and I'm not even an intelligent person, so I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> Google name of doctor that studies uh, epidemics. Epi epidemiology? Is that, no, that's a different thing. Epidemiology. Well, no, epidemiology is the study of epidemics. Epidemiologist, oh, okay. I guess. That's probably, I don't think that was the word I was thinking of, but whatever. It's good enough. I am not that thing. Clearly, I'm not even a very good uh, etymologist. Yeah. Word person thing. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's hot here. <laughs> You're going to have to cut me a break. No, break, break absolutely cut for sure. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, happy birthday, Carl. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to your 30s. Yeah, or, sure. The gang's all here now. We're all in our 30s now. Yep. It's, as I said before, it is the, just another milestone on the inevitable march towards our death, which is, you know, a thing we will all experience. So it's fine. That's that's the kind of bleakness I would expect out of me. I, that seems like out of character bleakness for you, Kyla. <laughs> but it is very hot. I think so. I think the uh, the heat has been making me think about global warming a lot. <laughs> that's fair. I'm like, I wonder if the human race will like still be viable in two to three generations. But it's fine. I'm I will try to not be that. <laughs> this doom and gloom for the whole podcast although we sort of picked the right game for it i guess yeah yeah we kind of did <laughs> uh <clears throat> carl you're yeah. hanging out with your parents for your birthday or doing anything special no i'm actually not doing anything for my birthday <laughs> pretending it's not it doesn't exist yeah that's fair that's fair and valid yeah, that is very, very fair and valid. What about you, Kelso? Anything exciting happening? Um, not really. I mean, I've been at the new job for about a month now, almost. Um, and that's oh god, it's so stressful. Like, it's not bad. It's it's good. It's good stressful. I've, I'm learning a lot. Um, it's just yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole hell of a lot to take in. Um. But I think this is, I mean, absolutely a, a way better place to be in than my last job, which was uh, trash fire. So, yay! Yeah. Hooray on yeah. not being in a trash fire anymore. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. It's it's just like the the initial hurdle of like getting into it and learning all the crap I gotta know that, that I gotta push past. But yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm pleased with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, that's really all I've all I've had going on. Oh, the other thing, we've got a cat. We've got an office cat at my new job, mm. so that's cool. Her name is Tuna. She's very small, and she's got like ocelot sort of spots on her. Oh, I love right. that. Yeah, she's very cute. Also, one like... of my one of my best friends here has a cat named Sushi, so oh. they uh, they they would get along. Good good fish name yeah. cats. Yeah. Um, I, I have recently recorded a GDC talk that's going to be airing in at GDC 
so that's a thing. Nice. I was you... I was so stressed for so long, and now we like I can relax. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Are is that the one? Are we? Is that gonna be like part of the vault, or is that gonna be available, or do you know yet? I do not know. Okay. Um, they. Like, obviously, at first, it's only available to people with the, like, absurdly expensive passes who are, like, going to GDC. But I'm hopeful, like, given the choice, I would like it to be free because I want to be able to, like, show it to a bunch of people. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to see your talk because you that you did this with with Mike, right? Or yeah. Was this just you? Yeah, okay. it's me. Yeah, me and Mike, who's the other writer on on Wintermore, and uh, we talked about the importance of themes in games, and like saying actually making games that say something, uh, and like specifically that say something that you want them to say, and not the thing that they say because you didn't think about it that hard and didn't realize you were making a point that you didn't want to make right yeah we we yeah we got into that a lot with um genesis noir i i remember yeah. now that's why we were getting into that yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah the because of the covid stuff this year they're doing it remote so instead of normally this would be a like we get on stage live and do a thing and then have a q a session and that's like you know, super nerve-wracking, but instead they're doing it this year all as, like, pre-recorded sessions and the Q&A is, like, in chat during the the video um, like, while it's playing so, like, the hard part of actually presenting and recording it is done now, so all I have to do is, like, show up to watch it and, like chat with people, <laughs> which seems much easier that does seem much easier. It seems, well, I don't know. It seems strange to like have a Q&A concurrently with the talk. Yeah, because, I don't know how that's going to go. But. Yeah, because, you know, I feel like you're going to get a lot of questions that you end up like addressing later in the video or, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also like as much as I did enjoy like the back channel at college, which is like the ongoing chat room that, you know, was during the classes. So you could like have discussions and the teacher could like glance at it occasionally and bring up any topics if they were interesting um like that was fun but also i have historically had a very hard time concentrating on both like listening and reading at the same time um so i don't know how that's gonna go like i don't have to listen to the talk because i know what it is but i don't know how that's gonna go for other people why does a question session have to be live because, uh, like, because of the way the conference passes work, they're only going to have, you know, everybody who technically paid for it, like, in the same place at the same time, like, guaranteed once. I don't know. We I, we definitely have a slide at the end that's like, hey, if you have more questions, here's our social media, and you can absolutely, like, come ask us asynchronously. So, um, I think that might, you know, be more ultimately productive, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so now that that's over with, I'm like back to relaxing. I kind of like did not realize how utterly stressed out I was about it, but I sort of put like all other projects on hold until we were done with that. And now I'm like, oh, like what is doing things again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the thing I've mostly been doing is like bird watching adventures, I guess. Um, Because... 
some some dark-eyed juncos, which are like these little sparrow-type birds, uh, decided to nest like literally right outside the door of our apartment. <laughs> They're on top of the uh, like electric uh, electrical meters, like right by the fire alarm. And their their babies just hatched like yesterday, or day before yesterday, I think. Um, so I hope they survive, considering the temperatures that are coming. Oh yeah, that's that's a point. Me too. Uh, that's true. And there's there's also by our grocery store. There's a big old raptor nest of some kind up in an like an electrical pylon thing, uh, which I think is it's either ospreys or it's goshawks. I think it's probably ospreys. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. There's lots of, like, bird mating going on and baby raising going on around me. So I've just been, like, relaxing and paying attention to that. That's, that's a good thing to pay attention to. I would, I would be absolutely terrified if I had to, like, walk across my grocery store parking lot and there's just a, a big fucking hawk-type bird, like, eyeing me as I'm trying to go buy chips. That seems like a scary place for there to be uh, a raptor, a raptor's <laughs> nesting. You're too big for them to eat, so you'll be fine. I, I feel like I'm not too big for them to swoop if I get like too close to the, the post their nest is on, though. Just Ooh. don't walk. Just don't walk any tiny dogs. <laughs> be good. Yeah, that's true. I won't. I won't be taking Garth for a walk. Um, I just get a picture of like. A big bird bully, like standing in the way. <laughs> yeah, I honestly I have not seen the parents that much. I at one point I went by and I heard like a a very noisy cheeping from the nest. So I think there are babies in it, but it's too high up to tell. Um, and I've only seen the parents like twice. I saw them once from a distance, like circling over like a ne the nearby parking lot um, and I kind of saw their back and then I saw them once standing on the edge of the nest and that was where I'm like oh they're probably ospreys because it looks like they've got the white heads with the like brown blaze over the eyes so so either they're in the nest a lot to the point where they can't be seen or they just spend a lot of time away and hunting. Um, ospreys are like water hunting birds, so I think they can't be hunting that close to the nest because like we do not have a waterway within sight. So they must be like flying over to a nearby river or lake or something. I'm just looking at picture of, uh, pictures of ospreys right now. They are very cool looking birds. They are. Ospreys are great. Um, you can also look up goshawks if you want. Northern goshawk. That's the other one that it might be. Um, it's hard to uh, tell because, again, I only see them from a, like distance, a distance. But they mm, both have they... that kind of like white head with like a brown area over the eye and a brown back uh, and a whitish body that's hard to tell from the distance. So. Yeah. Mm, these are not as cool as ospreys. Ospreys win win the bracket between uh, between these two specific birds. I think that's my vote. Oh, yeah, yeah. And neither it's... of them like really look from the underside. Like the wings don't look like the the underside of the wings when I saw them flying. So I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you got you have you have better guesses than I would have. I would just look at that and think, big bird, big bird in the light post. 
Oh, it's, uh, so. I, mean, I mean, it's it's not like a normal. It's it's not like a lamppost. Like I, I don't want you to imagine that the hawks are like uh you know like head level. Like they're just above your head. This is one of those like big metal V type oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. electrical things. So they're like a good you know twenty feet ones. up at least. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, because yeah, they gotta gotta light that parking lot. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, I I'm would picturing... imagine. Yeah, I would imagine that birds like right at the top of a lamppost would be quite scary if there's a raptor like basically at face clawing level. Yeah, yeah. I um, we used to have a lot of crows in um at the old job in our parking lot that I would just kind of sit in my car and watch. Uh. And they're, I mean, I, I've always liked crows just because they're very smart, but. There's a lot of crows around here. And and one, like, exchange student raven. Um, so, sometimes, oh. it's, sometimes I see a lot, like, a big group of crows uh, hanging out together. And then just one of them is, like, twice as big as the others. I'm like, oh, there's the raven. <laughs> That's like when you have. Like when you're a kid and you have the one friend who hit the growth spurt way before all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's clearly like a raven and not a crow. And it's just really funny to see it hanging out with the crows. That's funny. I guess I didn't realize that they would hang out. Yeah, neither like did that. I. But huh. apparently. Um. Interesting. I mean, maybe it was, I haven't seen them together that much. Maybe it was just a case of, like, there was, someone spilled some food or something, so they were all just trying to get it at the same time. But I like to think that the raven is, like, their weird friend. Yeah, I like that, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with that headcanon, for sure. Just our <sighs> big, our, our big boy pal. Yep. Um, speaking of incomprehensibly weird friends, should we talk about our the game we played? Yeah, that, yeah, we can do that. That's a good segue. That's a very, very solid segue. Um, yeah, we played Paradise Killer, y'all. I I didn't actually look up the people who made Paradise Killer. Ka Kaizen Gameworks, I think it just came to me. Yes, Kaizen Gameworks, published by fellow traveler. Um, an interesting experience for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah. like it's a it's a very interesting approach to a mystery game. Uh, again, as usual, like this podcast is going to be chock full of spoilers. So if you like mystery games uh, and don't want to be spoiled, I think I mostly recommend this game. It's weird. It's definitely got some rough edges in places, but it was I was entertained. I don't know about you two. Yeah, I like this one. Expect to like this game as much as I did. I really liked it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Like, I didn't have a lot of background on this one. I like. I know Sean had played it, but I hadn't watched that stream. Um, uh, kind of intentionally. Um, so I really had no idea what I was getting into. But I, yeah, I really like this one a lot. It it feels like um, it reminds me of like a Suda game. It feels like yeah, um, like really Flower, Sun and Rain. Yeah, Flower, Sun and Rain mixed with um, like the Silver Case. Yeah, and, I did. And... I, I did definitely have some sil flashes of Silver Case when I was playing it. <laughs> I was like, there, there no, there's no way they weren't in, they weren't inspired by a Suda yeah. game. Yeah. 
yeah it's got the same um like narrative sensibilities where it's just here's this absolutely insane like premise and yeah. we're just gonna roll with it and we're not gonna give you any context for anything yeah and yeah, yeah it's cool. it up as you go yeah it's cool you know what yeah it i'm also, fine with it it also reminded me of um the games by what's his face the guy who did um like norwood suite and oh, stuff cosmo, like that cosmo d yeah yeah cosmo d but i think in part that was because i didn't realize the entire time i was playing it that i had the graphics at basically like the lowest setting and so all my textures were bullshit uh, and I, like, could not make out text or images on any of the posters or anything. And I'm like, this is really, like, interestingly abstract. But no, no, it's actually not. That was just my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I forgot to do. After you mentioned that, I was like, oh, I want to load up the game and, and look at it with the very low textures. And I and I never did remember to do that. Yeah, it's a shame because but... it's actually a quite pretty game when you have the textures on properly. Yeah, it is. It's, uh... Yeah, it's a, a a big environment that they have built here. Um, so, like, the, the premise, like, setup of this game is, like, let's make a mystery game that's an open world game. Like, where literally at the beginning of the game, we just drop you into the space with no guidance. And you, like, investigate, search for things, like, find clues. And there, you can go, it's, you can't go absolutely everywhere from moment one, but almost, like, very close to it. Which is yeah. an interesting way to structure a mystery game. Yeah, that's yeah, one thing a, I was, oh, go it's ahead. It's a bold decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Because that was going to be one of my first questions is just what where did you all end up first? Like when you when you ask, when you're done talking with Judge, when you get your like mission brief, they just spit you out onto the island. Like where where did you end up going first? So um, I I tr I ended up before we played this watching pieces of uh because Seanbo played this before we did, and I was, like, present for the Q&A session after the game. Uh, so I was only kind of half listening uh, to try to, like, not spoil myself, because I was just kind of waiting to, like, have him announce, like, what game he was doing next and, you know, hear kind of his general thoughts on the game. Um, and toward he said... Uh, like, towards the end, like, oh, man, I wonder if this game would have been, like, completely different if I had actually gone to see One Last Kiss first thing. And I'm like, okay, One Last Kiss is apparently an important character. So I tunneled for trying to find One Last Kiss as quickly as possible. So I have had no idea. I had no information on the game previously, and I went to see One Last Kiss the first thing I did. Okay, yeah, so like, to the ziggurat first thing, basically, right? Yeah, alongside of like, going to KHX. Yeah, KHX's workshop and stuff. How about you, Kelso? So I did, I did the exact opposite. You, like, you meet one last kiss pretty much immediately, and she says, you know, find me in the graveyard. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And then I started walking, and I was like, oh, what's over there? And it was KHX's workshop. So I did that. And then I fell down, like, I jumped down the cliff, found the body, and I just walked along the beach until I hit, like, the apartments. 
Okay. And that was so the basically the first like big place that I went was like the beach. I walked all along the beach and then I spent several hours like combing through just the apartment blocks. And I think the very, very last place that I went was the ziggurat and like the graveyard and like everything up the mountain. The so last, I was like, there's last stuff in, I'm missing. Where am I? Hmm? Last as in last thing before you did the trials or just last new place that you visited that you hadn't seen before? The last, yeah, the last new place that I'd been. Okay. Because Sean, it turns out, didn't go see One Last Kiss until right before the trials. He actually wasn't, didn't even, like, wasn't even going to go see her at all. Uh, he was ready to start the trials, and, like, someone mentioned on Twitter, like, you might want to follow up on that One Last Kiss thing before you go to the trials. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and then he, yeah, so he did, in one episode, he, like, found One Last Kiss and Dainonegate. Like, pretty much in quick suggestion. Succession, rather. So, yeah. What, was he just going to condemn Henry Division? Like, oh, all all the evidence points to Henry Division. Well, I mean, I think he had... You you can have enough uh, evidence of, like, witnesses um, Mm -hmm. side of things before then. Um, So I assume that's what he was going to do. But yeah, he was a little bit like, well, I don't 100% understand how everything fits together, but I'll just figure it out at trial. Damn. That's fly by the seat of your pants lawyer in there. So I I should mention, uh, now that you say it, I actually, you're right, I didn't go to the ziggurat first. I tried to go to the ziggurat, and then I was like, ooh, what's that shiny over there? And I fell off the cliff. I'm like, oh no, I didn't I didn't save the, uh, like, how to get back there. Like, I didn't activate the fast travel. Like, how how the hell do I get back up the cliff? And then I spent, like, the next hour trying to figure out how to get back up the cliff. Oh, boy. So, technically, like, that was my beginning. But the thing was, it wasn't, it wasn't just, like, a very frustrating hour. It was an hour of me being, like, trying to do a thing and then being constantly distracted by there being something shiny to pick up nearby. There are so many shinies. My god, they're everywhere. So many shinies. So, I want the, like, for me, the running theme for this, like, discussion is this game created problems for itself to solve. Like, if you're just gonna make a mystery game, there are much easier and simpler and, like, more time-tested ways to make mystery games than what this game does, which is bold, but you make a lot of problems for yourself. And you one of them, of <laughs> yeah, one of them is like, okay, you've arbitrarily decided that you're going to make this mystery an open world game. Open world games, of course, being known for the hardest thing about designing an open world game is that you don't have any control over like the the direction and depth to which people explore and experience, right? Like, they can do things in any order, they can go anywhere, they can easily miss stuff, which is, like, guiding the experience is and the information players have at any given time is, like, the most important core of a mystery game. So, <laughs> like, very bold decision to make this just completely open world. And I think the collectibles are part of how they're trying to solve that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they're they basically just there to force you to go to places 
and see things that you wouldn't otherwise see. Like, they definitely drop collectibles, like, near stuff that you should find in the hopes that you will run into those things. But also, like, spread out collectibles just to encourage exploration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you absolutely have to scour every nook and cranny of this world to get the things you need to get. There's definitely a few things that they just they just hoping you will stumble across because you don't really have a good like knowledge or reason for why you should go there for at least most of the game if not all of the game um like KHX's body is one that's i mean if you if you if you like go over the edge of the cliff by the workshop and like look down you can kind of see it but you it's also see, like blood Martyrs? Yeah, there's, drag, there's, like yeah, a, there's drag a drag mark. But I feel like it's real, real easy to miss that when uh, investigating the workshop. I certainly did. I didn't. I found the body. Like I went to the workshop, then randomly found the body on the beach, then found the drag marks later <laughs> when I was yeah. revisiting the workshop. I did the same. I think. I think the the workshop was the first place that I really investigated, so I was like being very, very thorough. So I did. I did go straight from workshop to drag mark to well. Let's just jump down this cliff since the game has already told me that I can do that and it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, the game is also kind of platforming heavy. There's like a lot of uh, like maneuvering and finding. It's luckily none of it's like, you know, timing based or time constrained, but there's a lot of like stuff up on places that you have to like jump around to get to or like carefully walk across the top of a bridge or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, other and things. Once you get all the upgrades, it it feels pretty nice because you've yes. got the double jump and you've got the like the blink. And Wait, it, it there's does a double jump. Did you oh, not no, do the foot bath scroll? Did I not do the what? Foot baths. I did one foot bath. Okay, and I there's... got the dash. Okay, yeah, there's three foot baths. They are double jump, dash, and find. Uh, like meditate, which is like lets you see where all the collectibles are. Oh, oh no, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, I mean the 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 meditate one is like not as good as it sounds because it doesn't actually point to any like of the game critical stuff. Only like the the blood crystals and the relics. And what you do is you have to like take a second to do the meditation. It let you like close your eyes. And then when you open them, there's like a heart uh, over every collectible, and they're bigger when they're closer to you. Uh, but then they fade away after a couple seconds. So you have to, you know, it's it's kind of like like pinging a radar sort of thing. Like, it's nice, but it's not, like, really game-changing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, it, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't point you towards anything that is, like, relevant to your investigation. It's... Yeah, it's just collectibles, and I think, like, save points as well. So there are a lot of them. <laughs> there yeah. are a ton of them on your screen. You like, the red and green crystals. Oh, the little, yeah. like, crest um, things, yeah. Oh, um, gosh, I don't know if it does or not. I don't, I don't remember. Um, I, diff- I probably should have checked, because I did not end up finding all the red uh, crests. So I could have used it to check for that, but I did not. Um... Yeah, I feel like I was missing one, and it bothered me. 
<laughs> I spent I spent forever. I I found them all. I spent forever looking for the last one. You're probably both missing the same one. It's like around the back of a building. You got to go up the top of the building and then like fall down onto a little ledge that you can't see. Um, here's the here's the secret, gang. It's not worth it. You get the same thing for getting all nine crests that you do for every other crest puzzle, which is a single blood crystal. So don't feel yeah. like you missed out on too much. Yeah. I was yeah, hoping for more because it was so many crests, but nope, it was not. It's hard to like know what to put in something like that because you need the player to still figure out stuff without it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot I, I was of expecting like a, a, one of the other collectibles, like a flavor text thing. Oh, relic. Uh, yeah. 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 Relic like there. A twenty-fifth booze thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, the boozes, um, the whiskeys. Uh, we should like do our. We we we're sort of out of order with this because it's such a weird game. It's hard not to dive into the experience immediately. But general general overview. Um, you are Lady Love Dies, uh, who is the detective of for a, a crazy cult that worships like um Cthulhu-esque space god terror things. Um and this this cult has been um like living in a parallel dimension from Earth for like several millennia at this point. And they keep trying to make these, like, fantasy islands where they can, you know, live forever while they work on uh, summoning and saving the gods. Because apparently the gods, these gods, like, invaded Earth and, like, there's a huge war where the people are fighting the gods. And this cult is like, no, we like these gods. They're gods. And we're just going to, like, save them from Earth and revive them. And it's okay that they are, like, horrible chaos gods. Um, but the problem is they, as they keep trying to do this, uh, they keep fucking it up because there's also like demons in space, um, which are like gods, but different in some nebulous undefined way that makes me think they're actually not that different at all. Um, and the game brings this up. Yeah, the game does point this out. Um, and so... The, like, people keep trying to connect with gods or connect with, summon demons or do various things. And at some point, like, in each island, something bad happens. Usually the demons break through and then they have to scrap the island and make a new one. Uh, and to do this, they, the island is uh, run, by which I mean, like, all the, like, manual labor is done by like 3,000-ish residents that they just kidnapped from Earth. And so when it's time to move islands, they just slaughter all of those people and use the, like, psychic energy of their deaths to make the next island. And they're on island 25 at this point. Perfect uh, 25. Yeah, well, I guess technically you're on island 24. 25 was made, but before they could move to 25... The council in charge of, like, this whole operation was brutally murdered in their chambers um, in, like, a sealed room murder. And so Lady Love Dies, the investigator, who was exiled at, at on Island 13, is called back in after three million days of exile 
uh, to figure out what happened to the council um, and try and, you know, catch the culprit so that ev everyone else can move forward to Perfect 25. Um, and yes. you're, you're told only a small fraction of this at the beginning of the game. <laughs> Most of this you have to pick up through context as you go. Yeah. I love, I love that about this, honestly. It's um, just piecing together this absolutely bonkers premise. Um, I, and I, I also appreciate that at one point, you know, throughout the game and learning more about the gods and like, we're going to revive the gods and oh no, the god hunters have the gods imprisoned on earth and they're killing the gods. At one point you're like, no, I don't know if these guys are the good guys. Yeah. I feel like these guys are maybe the bad guys. And then at some point, I don't remember who, but one of the characters pretty much explicitly says it. It might be Shinji. Um, probably Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably Shinji. You've got a, there's a, a, a very um, weak demon who just kind of hangs out on the island and talks to you. Um, it's mostly to just sort of offer like a counterpoint to all of the bullshit that you yeah, hear he's, from he's the council. Yeah, he's kind of a sarcastic and, uh... little shit, but he's funny. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Shinji's a good boy. Yep. Rest, rest in peace, Shinji. Yeah, Shinji. Um... Shinji is like a blue, multi-armed fox demon, uh, presumably with his dick out because that's he's got like a little sensor sticker <laughs> over his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Shinji's pretty great. And he's one of the collectibles in the game. You can, like, find him throughout the world and, like, talk to him, and he'll always have some little pithy thing to say. And then he just disappears into, like, a puff of smoke. No, it's like an expire. He, like, yeah. <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um so there's a bunch of characters scattered throughout the island, and your goal is to go and, um, like, talk to characters and investigate stuff in the island and, like, find find clues and find evidence. Um, and then whenever you feel like you're ready, like you're done, uh, you can start the trials, which you do by going back to the judge, who's, like, this personification of justice that's, like, fused into the island. Um, and you can start the trials. And the way the trials work is that you, as you've collected evidence, you can like accuse anyone that you have evidence on. And if you have enough evidence, then your accusation becomes the truth. Um, and I think there are a few different ways that that can pan out. Like, I think there are, in some cases, like a few different people that you can accuse and the game will be like, yep, you're right. It's that person, even though they're yeah. like not the same. Um, and yeah, so it's it's interestingly structured. It's a it's it's a complex mystery in the sense that, like, there were a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people involved and the, the like events that happened were kind of convoluted, but it's also like remarkably not complex for a mystery in the sense that you never get any like false leads. Pretty much. You never have anything happen that like is deliberately a red herring that's leading you towards one thing, but then turns out to be another thing. There's no like, Oh, twist the thing that you you know the evidence that seemed to point here was actually planted by so and so like 
other than the one character who's accused at the very beginning of the game who is clearly not the culprit, like, every piece of evidence you find, it's like, yep, that's exactly what it looks like. That's just the thing that someone did. Yeah, so I have one piece of evidence that I think is a red herring, but I'm not sure. And that's the, like, uh, audio device. That's oh, the audio direct- device. Henry. The audio device does tie into it. Um, I, I assume, like, Sam and Lydia were using that to also pin their conspiracy on uh, Henry? Yeah, they were... Yeah, the audio device... device that it's made by the witness. Yes, but they're, they're working with the witness, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um... And they, they yeah, were, they were like, when, when all this went down, they were at the gates. Um, so they were in a position to have used it. I didn't actually, so I did a thing where I s- explicitly tried to, even though I had strong evidence that the daybreaks were involved, I didn't want them to die. So I like swept their evidence under the rug and didn't bring it up at trial. I did the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, like you, you I'm basically, I did not. Yeah, yeah. you basically can accuse, if you've got all the evidence, you can accuse pretty much everybody. I think the only per- the only people who are like explicitly not guilty are Henry Division and One Last Kiss. And everybody else you've got dirt on and you can, you can implicate them. What, but can you, I, what can you get Dr. Doom Jazz on? Um, gosh, I, he, he had something to do with, um, oh geez, I don't remember. It, it was like his, um... The door to his clinic. He was, yeah. he was storing blood there for Sam Daybreak. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he had to do with the demon. Everything. Is what about everything? It's like a part of everyone's oh, yeah. story. And he, 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 he is also really shady, but I couldn't like nail him down on anything. Yeah. Um. He's. Uh. Yeah. So he's. Uh. The. Um, I'm not sure, like, he definitely does have his, uh, his door open, but I'm not sure that you could, um, like, that that ties in directly to any of the cases. Um, maybe it does, maybe there is something, but you can, yeah, there's, you can get pretty much everyone. I, I don't know about Crimson, you could maybe accuse Crimson of KHX's death if you really wanted to. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's the only one. There yeah. was a really great website that I looked at after I had gone through the trials the first time just to see, like, how else can this shake out? And it gives you an outline of, like, every every person that you can feasibly accuse of every crime and all of the evidence that you need to back up those accusations. Um, and I, I don't know if I can find that again. It was um, a, an interesting thing to read, though. But yeah, other than, yeah, the only people, and you can actually, uh, you know, you can say Henry Division did all the crimes if you want. So you can, oh, well, implicate, yeah. you can implicate Henry Division. It's just that, uh, like, you know, You're why playing would right you? Their hands. Yeah, yeah, like he clearly didn't do anything. Um, and I think then, if you don't have enough evidence, it defaults to Henry. Yeah. For pretty much every crime, so, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, I don't know, like, there, there is a point where, like, the judge asks you if you think One Last Kiss is innocent, so maybe you can, uh, like, accuse One Last Kiss, but she's already a ghost, so... 
It's not like you're going to execute her again. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so the the quick, I guess we should do a quick breakdown of like the characters and then the case of what actually happens. Um, so let's let's go down the character list here. So Lady Love dies. That's you, the investigator. Uh, there's the sort of couple, uh, the Daybreaks. Lydia Daybreak is the fairy woman. She drives a car. This, by the way, has all sort of a like... Um, What's the name of it's sort of a vaporwave aesthetic a little bit. It's this like sort of bright neon tropical kind of thing. It's it sounds like when we talk about cults and stuff, it sounds very dour, but it's actually like very sort of jazzy and, and upbeat. Yeah, it's um, it's vaporwave with with a dash of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in yeah. terms of like the characters and they're 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 all just posing like voguing so hard inexplicably yep. for no fucking reason it's yep. great a lot of dudes just got got their shirts off got their abs out got their yep. pecs out got their ribs out whatever yeah. um, sam daybreak is a skeleton that's the joke yeah. there um, yeah um... who haven't seen this this game yeah, so Lydia Daybreak is uh, is the fairy woman. She like drives a car through little like subspace tunnels around the island. Uh, her husband is Sam Daybreak. He is a red skeleton with a horn who runs the bar. Um, they got married because they used to be assassins, and they were assigned to kill each other. And then they then Lydia killed Sam, but they fell in love. And as Sam was dying, he became a skeleton for some reason. <laughs> And then kept going. Yeah, it was something like it was something like he loved her so much that the 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 power of his love like burned all of his flesh off but kept him alive. I don't it was mm -hmm. something just insane like that. But yeah. you know, you go with it. You go with yep. it. So, yep. Yeah. Um there's Dr. Doom Jazz, who's the doctor. Uh he's got robot arms and a pink mohawk and <laughs> no shirt. Um you There's... can sleep with him, also. Yes, That's... I I did end up sleeping with Doctor Doom Jazz. I slept nice. with him and with with Crimson Acid. You can sleep with both of them. I'm a little hussy. Nice. Yeah. Carl. Yeah, I slept with Doom Jazz. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's a lot easier to get Doom Jazz's uh, Doom Jazz in bed because he's just constantly flirting with you. Oh yeah, he's he's very horny on main. Um, yeah, that's kind of his whole character. <laughs> it's just very horny. Uh, there's Witness to the yep. End, who is like a religious zealot whose job is to oversee the, um, the end of each island and make sure it ends correctly. He's, like, wearing a, like, gold skull mask and has, like, red sigils tattooed over all over his chest. Um, Carmelina Silence is the architect who designs the islands. Um, she has like a family history where her father was a traitor. Um, he was deceived by one of the gods, which like, as much as the whole point of this whole cult is to listen to the gods, if you listen to the wrong god and it tells you to do a thing that the cult doesn't like, then you get arrested. Yeah, it's um, so funny because that's that's what happened to Lady Love Dies, and that's why she was exiled for three million days. But like, 
you can be deceived by the gods, but then you can also be blessed by the gods. Like Crimson was blessed by the gods, and it's implied that like um, that that Yuri Knight was also blessed by the gods. It's like how who who gets to decide? And they even say like you get punished for being deceived by the gods, but it's literally you are a victim. Yeah, <laughs> of the gods, and you're you're being punished for not doing anything wrong at all. It's it's yeah. There we are. We the baddies. I think we're the baddies. But it is also a crime to resurrect a god, but they do want to resurrect all gods. Yeah. It's uh the it's cl- it's very clear that there's a lot of like bureaucracy and politics involved in this cult that like they're not very internally consistent. Nope. Uh they got a lot of weird prejudice and stuff. So Carmelina silences uh father romeo silence was deceived and as a result like no one from that family is ever allowed to be on the council um there's that carmelina is like the acting leader of the entire group because everyone else is dead yeah because the whole council was killed so um so the judge made her yeah acting leader uh grand marshal akiko 14 is like basically the head of the sort of police slash military um He's a kind of a piece of work. Uh, Crimson Acid is a secret broker and also the idol of the, the syndicate, which is this cult. Um, and she uh, has a goat head because she was blessed by a god. Um, and uh, idol in the sense of like pop idol, but more like a religious uh, connotation. <laughs> Yeah, she's basically like their their big propaganda engine. They just slap her face on everything. Like, oh, you can win a worship date with Crimson Acid. Wow, Crimson Acid is advertising this product. It's the only product you can get. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of yeah strong like propaganda vibes from everything that they have yeah. been doing. And she doesn't like it. Also, that's like a big part of her character arc. She was formerly a soldier. And she just wants to drop all of this idle shit and go back to soldiering. Yeah. Um, or, you know, actually doing something important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's Yuri Knight, who is the secretary of the uh, architect and also, like, helps, um, like, manage Lydia and, you know, get everybody off the island towards the end. Uh, Yuri's whole thing is that, like, he joined... Um, he was born on Island Sequence 15, so he's, um, like, he's after Lady Love Dies' time, so she doesn't know him as well. Um, but he's very, very ambitious and wants to be on the council, and he's kind of an asshole. Um, and he got abs by a god. Yeah, and a god, god gave him abs. Um, the... Uh, KHX, you don't ever actually see. Uh, he's a craftsman. He was murdered uh, separately from the council. <laughs> like, he's missing when you arrive on the island. Um, so solving his murder is also a thing you have to do. Uh, and then there's One Last Kiss, a.k.a. Grace Bloodlines, uh, who is the ghost of a character who was killed like 10 years earlier. Um, and she, like, wants revenge for her killing. Uh, yeah, so you talk to all these people, um, they, you know, they'll tell you stories, you can get them to confide in you, you find evidence against them. 
Uh, it seems like, and again, there are sort of multiple canonical endings. What what actually happens depends a little bit on who you accuse. Um, oh, and Dainonigate. I forgot about Dainonigate. Um, also, yeah, Carmelina Silence had a secret murder child. Um, and she had this child so that she could train him up to commit this murder. Um, that's the thing. And then Henry Division, who is like this poor sap who is possessed. He's a citizen, which is like the random people who are kidnapped from Earth and enslaved. Uh, and he was possessed by a demon 10 years ago and like has been held captive and uh, everybody's trying to pin the murder on him. Like, oh no, he is the one who escaped and killed the council. How does that work? Big shrug. Um, it just does. Trust us. Dude, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's yeah yeah because oh, also, demons one last character uh crying grudge the only god they've managed to resurrect this entire fucking time yeah he's uh he's like uh reviving in a pyramid on the island so you can go uh you go talk to him at one point mm -hmm. um so cool. the the way this i think the more or less canonical how the the mysteries shake out there's two big conspiracies going on of like what um what happened the first is uh carmelina silence the architect who's like pissed off that she's not allowed on the council despite the fact that like she's the one creating these miraculous islands um so she had a plan uh with akiko and yuri where they would because she's the architect, she can make these secret uh, tunnels through the island that, like, nobody else knows about. So the, the, the council were up in their, like, secret chambers, which is protected by four uh, seals, which the, are basically, like, you know, gateways. So seal number one is just, there's two guards outside. <laughs> It's just like literally some dudes there guarding the place. Seal number two is a weird space puzzle thing where you have to go to a little asteroid out in space through a warp door and like enter some sigils in the right order. Uh, seal three is you have to have like blood of a council person. Um, it's like a bloodlock. And then seal four is you have to have got quote unquote godliness. Um, which in the case of how it usually works is the leader of the cult, Montserrat, has a little pendant around his neck with some of uh, Crying Grudge's flesh in it. Uh, and that's how they... And the, this council only ever comes in all at the same time. So that's fine. Um, so, the, so Carmelina's plan was uh, she found out that this random citizen, Henry Division had a father who was on the council because one of the council members was sleeping around with citizens, which is illegal. Uh, so he had to keep the, the love child a secret. So she's like, great, this provides me with an opportunity for murder. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm also going to have a child with the same father. And then uh, at some point in the future, I can get my child to commit a murder and pin it on this rando, which is a wild concept for a murder plot. I guess, like, because over over the course of the game, you do realize, or you, you do find out that, like, the events that you're investigating were basically pushed into motion by 
um, you know, Henry's initial demonic possession. Um, and I guess that makes sense because like all of these motherfuckers is immortal. So if if you're working on that kind of time frame, I guess it makes yeah, sense tw- to play the long years. game. Yeah, 25 years yeah. is not that big a uh, amount of time. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, so when the character was I guess like 15ish, um they were like, "Okay, now we need to give this guy a like bad rep um so that he like when it comes time to pin a murder on him, it will be like real obvious that um like he's you know he's the killer because people will already know he has a bad reputation so they uh get some books on demonology from the library and like subtly encourage him to get into demonology uh and then um when he like does summon a demon and goes crazy and kills his mother they're like oh we should also like so that he's continues to have a demon in him we should make sure that the exorcist um for our island is also killed so she can't remove the demon and if she can be killed by him so much the better better right that's like good for his that's you know another prior murder on his plate so they like uh take the exorcist to see him and then when he doesn't immediately kill the exorcist they kind of like help it along and, and kill the exorcist for him um the the architect and akiko do that uh, it's very then- convenient um, I will say for Carmelina and for Akiko, um, the fact that in this society where they are extremely obsessed with uh, keeping demons out, killing demons, getting the demons away from them, that they have exactly one exorcist and no more exorcists. They can yeah. do her job. What? Uh, yeah. You know. uh, also, Akiko thinks that because the marshals are in charge of like killing demons, they should also be in charge of exorcisms. Uh, which the exorcist ghost is like, fuck that, she doesn't know what she's talking about, but you don't have much of a choice. Um, So, cut to present day, when the plan is that uh, Akiko is going to let Henry out of uh, his cell, uh, march him over to, like, the outside of the council building, um, where she has two prisoners that she's taken out of the barracks that she's going to swap in for her guards so she doesn't have to kill, like, her own people. Uh, she's going to murder them. Meanwhile, Yuri takes uh, the takes Henry up through the council, through the various other seals, because he's already, um, like, Henry's demon can let him survive in space, and they have a space helmet for Yuri, um, so he they can go through that one since uh since Henry has uh like council blood because he's the son of a council member, he can get through the blood lock uh and then his mother also stole some flesh from crying grudge and like fused it with Dinotagot or sorry no uh. Yeah, it was fused with Dinonagate. Yeah, it's fused with Dinonagate. So uh Dinonagate can uh right, sorry, Henry's outside. This is Dinonagate who's being taken through the seals. Um so yes, Carmelina uses her secret tunnels to get her murder child to uh to Yuri. Yuri takes uh the murder child through the seals, uh, using like 
the the council blood, the space helmet. Um, I actually don't know how they got Dinonagate a space helmet, but I assume they did. Um, so Dinonagate didn't need the um because he tunneled through past well, the yeah. second he, gate. He tunneled, didn't he? Or no, did he, he tunneled tunnel out. Back. He tunneled back. Oh right. Um, and so yeah, I don't know how he got through the second seal, but he did at some point. Um, and yeah, the third seal is the blood. He's got a council father, so that's fine. Then he was fused with the the flesh, so he's uh, he could get through the fourth seal. And then he's just supposed to kill everybody in <clears throat> the council room. And the idea was that they were going to basically just leave him there, um, so that uh, <laughs> Yuri Knight was going to collect blood from all the slain council, bring it back out, so they could feed it to Henry, so Henry could be found with council blood in his stomach. Um, so they were just going to leave Dinonigate in the room with the assumption that, well, nobody else can get in there because of the seals, so <clears throat> it doesn't matter, you know, that the that he gets left there. But Dinonigate actually inherited his mother's power to, his her architect magic, um, so he made himself a tunnel out <clears throat> back to his weird little cell where he was raised, and you do find him eventually. So, is yeah. that confirmed? Because... For me, the tunnel was not made by him. It was made by the architect, but like a lot earlier. The one to the council chambers. Yes. Um, I mean the 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 info I got said that like Carmelina can't make tunnels to places she hasn't been, and because she's not allowed in the council chambers, she couldn't make a tunnel directly there. And the, the the last tunnel looked kind of like weirdly amateurish compared to the rest because uh Dinonagate was not as skilled. Yeah, so I thought I got the information that she like was doing it much earlier and wasn't that good at making like tunnels yet. <clears throat> I mean maybe, because but then The problem I have with Dion I don't know his name. Murdered murder child. Escaping is that he escaped only to kill himself. Yeah, it's true. He didn't, he didn't kill himself. He um he was, was shot fatal, by Monsara. Yeah, he, he was fatally shot. He also does stab himself when you find oh, him. Oh well, yeah. He, I mean he was gonna die anyway. Yeah. Um so yeah, I forgot I guess I forgot that he did did stab himself when you as soon as you find him, he info dumps you and then just dies. Um, yeah, it's a very, weird moment. It's out yeah. of fucking nowhere. It's a weird moment, and it came in a weird place for me. Because I was about to go to trial. I didn't God. have, like, every information. And I was, like, the final person I would talk to before going to trial. I s accidentally stumbled onto, like, the corridor place. <laughs> and suddenly everything gets yep. put on the table. Yep. Um, so what I'm guessing, Carl, is that probably both of those narratives are technically correct. It just matters, like, which evidence you have and what you decide to present, like, forms how it's how it's phrased and how it's uh, how it's framed. Yeah, so. because I think I think you can you can still get through the trials, I believe, even if you never find Dinonagate, because there's the whole other thing about how Sam and Lydia were working with Witness. Yeah, so and I was, yeah. The, the demon yeah, in. I mean, I accused Sam and Lydia. Yeah, so that's, okay, so that's conspiracy number two. So that was conspiracy one of how the council got killed. Uh, the thing is, when 
Dino Nagate was in the council chamber, he also found a killer demon. So, like, some big old, like, fancy demon that, uh, you know, had bladed arms and was, like, rabid for death and, uh, like, had been stored in a fancy box and, like, burst out of the box and killed all the council. So that conspiracy uh, is by Witness to the End, who, um, you know, captured a demon, um, kept it in a, like, weird demon study lab in the Dead Zone, which is, like, this sort of fallout area um, where Henry, like, was first possessed. Um, and then he got the Daybreaks two days before the murder to um, go through the the second seal with like they they were spying on uh uh KHX's you know like the the reveal of the the secret code so they could go through that one um Lydia had a space helmet i assume uh Sam probably doesn't need to breathe because he's a skeleton so he could yeah. just <laughs> go through space um <clears throat> and then I believe they, they had a they had a I think they had like a vial or something. Yes, that's of, right. So um, so Sam blood. Sam yeah Sam has to regularly get a prescription from Doctor Doom Doom Jazz. So he um while he was in Doctor Doom Jazz's office, he stole a vial of blood from Kafka Memory, who's one of the council members. Then the council members' names, are, by the way, are fucking fantastic. Um, I think my favorite one is Lunatic Pope. But uh, yeah, they're they're I, all good. Yeah, the the name I've got them up right now. So the the council members um, who were all either dead before Eyes uh, Kiwami was the father of um, Henry and Dinonagate, and he killed himself uh, before the events of the game. But then the remaining ones were Montserrat, the leader, uh, Pandora Two, Gabriella Devotion, Kafka Memory, Lunatic Pope, and Machen Origin. Yeah. Just um, such good names. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they've got the they've got Kafka Memories blood, and they also witness also stole a bit of crying grudges. For all that they're supposed to worship these gods, a lot of people go and steal in this god's flesh. Um so Witness also stole some god flesh and gave it to Sam so that they could go through that seal. So they yeah, so they came in two days before and like left this crate in the council chamber. And then Witness had, like, a remote unlocking device uh, so that at the correct moment he could press a button and then the lock on the box would open and then the demon would spring out. So that's his conspiracy. Yeah. I would just say, like, I accused Sam and Lydia for bre breaching all the seals, mm -hmm. but I, like, accused Murder Child of killing. Yeah. You, and yeah, you can do any combination of these two conspiracies. Oh, and I guess the second conspiracy was also going to pin it on Henry because he's, you know, a convenient demon-possessed guy. But it seems like maybe they didn't think harder than just getting him out of his restraints um, because all they did was uh, witness su suffers from something called psychic death screams where he... Um, like when people die, he like hears their screams mentally. So he recorded his psychic death screams and then they like used an audio cannon to fire them at Henry, like around the same time as witness, like right before witness was going to press the button so that Henry would have escaped um, <clears throat> and do the thing. But they didn't have to because like Akiko had already let him out 
So, like, this is really just, like, a, the three stooges of competing conspiracies. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, again, there's a lot of evidence to find, but all of it, like, is correct when you find it. Like, you find evidence implicating everyone, pretty much, but it's because everyone is implicated. Yeah. Everyone did um... the things. There's also, what was I gonna... Um... Oh god, I had a thing and I forgot what it was. Dang, I lost it. Oh well, I'll come up. I'll I'll find it again later. Something about whatever witness. whatever I was thinking. Witness um, and his psychic death screams. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, it okay. is just literally it can entirely gone from my mind. Wow. Yeah, what, a, so, what a thing that has happened. <laughs> so then uh, you you go to trial. You make whatever accusations you have enough evidence to support. Uh, those end up becoming the truth. Uh, there's a whole weird, like, your facts have become the truth uh, motif that goes on. Um, also, they're very clear that the trials are the point of no return. You literally have to press a button that's, that says, start the trials and cross the point of no return into the abyss of crime. Which is pretty <laughs> yeah. great. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that was what I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, what I was going to say is I like that once you've done the trials, once you've accused and um, executed everybody who, you know, you managed to have enough evidence for, you accused and blah, blah, blah. The game does not confirm or deny anything, any of the choices that you've made. It's just like, yep, those are the choices you made. Good job. You made some choices. Yep. And, and I think that is really great. Of and I, I dislike that. Yeah. I mean, okay. I assumed I assumed the game was confirming it. I'm a, I assumed the game was saying like, "Yep, everything you say is right." <laughs> no matter what. I mean, you can have like not enough evidence. Yeah, I that's think. true. The, the 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 negative one is if you if you accuse someone and you have only a little bit of evidence, then the judge can be like, "Uh, I don't think that's actually well supported." So, we're like, that's not enough. Um, and then you, and then you lose your uh, ability to uh, implicate anyone else because you're when you get to the trials, uh, Carmelina Silence has started the island shutdown sequence, so you're kind of under time pressure. So the judge is like, "Okay, you get one shot to accuse someone of each of these crimes." I guess and, that's true. Uh, if we don't get them, too bad. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like it doesn't say anything to you at the end. Like you did a good job, you accused all the people, or you did a bad job, you didn't accuse the people. It's just like, yep, trial happened, and the outcome was the outcome, and now you gotta get out of Dodge. Yep. And although it does do an interesting thing, which is after the trials, they give you back your gun, and the 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 game says, like, if there's anybody that you either chose not to accuse or didn't have enough uh, evidence to convict, <clears throat> like, you are like jury and executioner here so you can either choose to just shoot them uh just you know with without despite the trials or you can choose to exile anyone on the island that you want so you can go around and do that after in case you didn't find all the evidence and felt strongly that you wanted to, some people to die so i didn't try that but can you go and shoot whoever 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, you can kill basically everybody or exile them. So what I had wanted to do, what I had tried to do was I'm not like I didn't accuse Sam and Lydia of anything because their whole deal I think was you and I did the same thing. But go on. Yeah, yeah. Their whole deal was like, we're tired of this. We don't want to be on the syndicate anymore. We don't want to be in this like God resurrecting racket any longer. We want to get out, but the council won't let us out. Like that's basically their motive. Um, so I was like, oh, well, this will be perfect. I won't kill them because they're my friends. But I will just exile them so that they're not part of the syndicate anymore. And the um, the exile just sends them to the place yeah, I reloaded I, so my I save after I bungled that one. The exact same thing. Um, and when you so I exiled Lydia. Yeah. Um, well, I should at least also exile him. Because even if they're together, right? And Sam wasn't at the bar anymore. And you get there and Lydia's like, uh-oh, like Sam has disappeared. I have a bad feeling about this. Wow. So yeah. I think the yeah, implication but... is that he like springs Lydia out of her prison later or something interesting yeah the, the game like for all that they are separate characters the game does just treat sam and lydia as a single unit yeah um, because you you can't accuse one of them in the trials you have to accuse both of them simultaneously yeah. like it just it just treats them as a single wait yeah group. i have a question for you that didn't accuse sam and lydia yeah do you get yeah. the like uh, ending splash screen with sam and lydia i did because i exiled them i think um, Sean, Sean Bloom also chose not to accuse them, but didn't exile them. And like Kelso reloaded the save and you don't, and he didn't get the splash screen. Interesting. So I think you only get the splash screen if you kill or exile them. There's a, there's a splash screen that comes up after the credits that's of Sam and Lydia. That's like where they're like, you know, doing a, doing a like pose for the camera kind of thing. And it's like can't keep the daybreaks down uh interesting and, okay that's cool. and i don't it's i don't really know what weird. That, yeah i don't know what that's supposed to imply my assumption so because i didn't know that you also get that splash screen if you like kill them um if you accuse or presumably like shoot them uh my assumption was oh that the implication is that like that was the consequence of exiling them was that like Sam breaks Lydia out of exile. But apparently you get that splash screen even if you convict them. So, I don't know. Interesting. Huh. It's like the weirdest part of the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> I do not yeah. know what that was supposed to mean. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that because I reloaded my save because I didn't want... I didn't, I didn't want to make my friends mad at me, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like the fact that during the trial... The killer demon is innocent. Yeah, you can, you can, uh, it depends who you accuse. But yeah, the killer demon can be innocent. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty silly. And it's like, killer demon, released. It's like, okay, but he was already dead at the scene because he was shot, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. Um, also, one, one little thing that I will just say, I love the um the the phoenix right thing that they do where they have 
different sprites of like extra angry when you accuse them of a crime yeah that's great yes um yeah so the 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 way the um all the people in the game appear as like 2d uh um billboards that like slowly turn to face you when you approach them and the but the world is like 3d first person it's kind of an interesting artistic choice Um, but yeah, so that whole convoluted mess is the actual plot of the game. The experience of the game is real, real weird. Um, because it's, as we said, it's like an open world mystery where you, you have to find as much evidence as possible and you can miss a bunch of stuff and the game still has to like, let you complete the trials at any point. So it. It just, whatever you accuse people of just kind of is, whatever you find is the truth. Um, but they want to make sure that you find at least enough to be plausible. So they, they're they relying very heavily on the collection instinct, which makes me feel like this is not a good game for people who are not, like, collector types by nature. Because they really want you to feel compelled to go into as many nooks and crannies as possible to explore and find all the pieces so that you, you know, find the dead body or find the fucking thing on the rooftop that lets you invade the barracks by getting the guards out, which I never would have fucking found. Yeah, yeah. that was that was the um the dead zone because I came via the beach to the apartment complexes. That was like the first big structure that I saw and I was like, "Oh, there's like little steps here. I can climb up to the top of this. So that was that was also one of the first things I did. Like as soon as I got off the beach was, can I climb this? I the collection instinct is one thing, but I also have the instinct of can I can I get up there? Let's try it out. Yeah. So the I was plat- like platformer <laughs> ch- self-challenge. Yeah. 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 So I was, yeah, I was like hopping all around the um, the top of the dead zone. I I climbed all over the council building, like the exterior of the council building, um, just because I could. So yeah, yeah. There's this a is, lot this, of stuff. This game scratched a lot of itches for me. There's a lot of stuff thrown like under and around the crime scene that's pretty easy to miss, like mm-hmm. uh, Lydia's knife and um, the like bottle the that had all the jar. council blood. Yeah. Um, there's, um, like, you could do this whole thing without even going into the dead zone if you wanted. Um, there are at least, so there's two characters that kind of act as tutorials slash guideposts. So, like, talking about how, how do they try and solve these problems they've created for themselves? Well, they've got two characters that send you places, right? Like, um, Crimson Acid, you can buy just a lot of secrets from her. And they will usually be either, like, very explicit hints of things you should go check out or do. um, Or they're just straight-up evidence that you can use in trial. That you can just buy. Um, There's also One Last Kiss does a lot of very direct, like, you should, you know, go do this. Or, like, also very explicit, like, um, direction of thinking about things. Like, oh, um, you know, because you found X, Y, and Z... Therefore, that probably means this. Um, and like that kind of helps you if you're not putting things together completely yet. 
Um, so those two is like one way they help solve this. Uh, another way is like trying to get you to go everywhere by putting collectibles everywhere. Um, another is they do gate certain more important bits of information behind certain um, behind upgrades. So you have a little um, like laptop that can read computers on the island, but some of the computers require you to upgrade the laptop and. Uh, one of the upgrades you have to get by talking to Crimson Acid, so they ensure that you have at least met her and know that, you know, she's a tutorial character that can help you. Uh, and then the other two you get basically for exploring the island a bunch. When, when you get from buying a bunch of drinks from vending machines, which are all scattered all over the island, and when you get from meeting a random ghost and doing his side quest, which is also like on the far edge of the island. So if you're exploring a bunch and trying a bunch of things, you can get the upgrades pretty fast. Uh, and I tunneled for them and got them really early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did the same. Um, I That was another thing that I wish... Th I think there were three of those ghost characters, like ghosts of, you know, the yep. citizens who were slaughtered who had... Um, they each have, like, one specific pickup that you have to get to, like, you know, absolve them of whatever is keeping them behind. Oh, I kind of have four. Um, okay. There's the vampire guy. There's the like the one who was organizing like the the workers' rebellion. Yep. There was um uh, there was the guy who was who was missing his like wife's wedding no. ring. Stone. Yeah, the stone from the ring. And then well, who was the fourth? Well, there's the <laughs> guy who there's the guy who gives you the upgrade. Who's the the worker? Uh, or the 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 like power plant worker. Um, oh, like okay. his office. And actually, there's an additional one. There's a woman whose arm got cut off. So there's, uh, that's five. Right, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I, I kind of would have liked more of those. Um, not for any real reason other than just getting a little bit more of the citizen perspective. Because for all of the atrocities that these people like commit against the citizens and for, for, for how much they, they talk about you know, uh, like we got we we have to do all these things to keep the citizens from killing themselves so that they can resurrect the gods. But it's like you really don't see um, much of that because they've all already been slaughtered, obviously. But those yeah, ghosts but, are I mean, sort of the only those ghosts and like Henry are kind of the only frame of reference that you have for that. And I think that would have been yeah. Yeah, know, a, the... another bit of narrative, like just just depth, I guess. Yeah, most of the world building is done via the collectibles. So there's these, mm -hmm. um, there's a variety of collectibles you can get. You can talk to Shinji. You can collect blood crystals, which are kind of a currency, um, and you can you can collect relics. So relics are just like random trash that was left behind by the citizens before they were killed, and like each one gives you a little bit of info there's also like ones that are there's one relic for each of the previous islands that give you the the history of the island sequences um and there's also like there's whiskey, whiskey bottles yeah which give you a flash forward to two people chatting in a, a bar in perfect 25 oh. and talking about random things is that a flash forward or is it happening real time I think real it's happening in real time, yeah, because, and they, it's strongly implied that one of them is um, Isaiah Bullet, uh, Lady mm -hmm. Love Dies' ex-husband, and I'm assuming his new girlfriend is the other character. Yeah. Um, it mentions that, that they're both um, syndicate members, and they're already on the island, and they're dating, and Lady Love Dies, like, has some feeling about that, about her, you know, ex-husband. 
Yeah, um, and there's also at one point you learn that um, <clears throat> her ex-husband is in charge of like the the citizen kidnapping, <laughs> like mm -hmm. finding the new three thousand people and like managing them. And mm -hmm. the the guy in the bar mentions that that's his job uh, at some that's point. His job, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I want I want more of this like world. Honestly, it's it's it's, it's weird as so fuck. interesting and cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really in my wheelhouse. Uh, so another really really cool thing they do that kind of helps you keep everything straight. Um, which I, th this might be the thing that impressed me the most about this game in terms of like on a technical level um, that's very, very subtle is whenever you talk to people about stuff or discover any piece of evidence and have like an internal monologue or, you know, like talk to Starlight because you're figuring something out. The game is very, very good about connecting every new piece of information to any previous pieces of information that you already obtained. So, like, if you um, go, if you find KHX's body um, and you've, like, been to the workshop and found the drag marks, the, um, you know, Love Dies' internal monologue will be something like, oh, this must be the result of those drag marks that I found up there. Somebody must have, like, killed him up in the, you know, place and then dumped the body, right? Like, she will reference something that you have found in the past that connects to the thing you're finding. And that's actually, like, not a, sh a small task to do because it means the game has to internally track like a big Boolean list of every piece of information that you have found and then have different conditional writing for each discovery based on whether or not you found certain other things. Yeah, it's a huge amount to keep track of. And they yeah. do a, a yeah, this game does a really and great job of it. It's so and... subtle you barely notice it at all, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and um you also have sort of like your your I don't know, air quotes journal in your computer that like tracks all of your evidence if there's something it can tie the evidence to then it does and it sort of automatically sorts it as like this is their alibi for this suspect this is the alibi breaker this is the evidence that you have that places them at the scene if there's like no matter that it that evidence can be assigned to then it all just goes into unsorted until mm -hmm. you find something and then it automatically just like goes zoop this is where this goes which is uh nice because there is a shit ton of stuff to keep track of. And if the game wasn't doing it for me, I would not have, I would not be, I would not have done a good job of it myself. Yeah. And it I also has it. like a to-do list of things that you can, like leads you can follow if you're not sure what to do next. I gotta be honest. I didn't use the computer at all. I did not yeah. at first. I did not for like the first like three quarters of the game. And then towards the end when I was aware, like, there's some stuff that I should clearly be able to, like, that, that I'm not done with. What do I still have left to do? Then I started using it as a checklist. Um, and that was, that was where, like, that really came into handy for me. But there mm -hmm. is an option in the menu where, that you can turn on where every time you find a new piece of evidence, it will trace exactly where it's dropping it in the computer for you so you can see what it applies to, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, I don't know if I'd turn that on. Um, um, it does. It does it like the first for the first piece of evidence you find, and then there's a note that says like, if you would like to do this for every piece of evidence, like turn it on in the menu. 
So, but mm -hmm. I didn't, but <laughs> theoretically you could, which is kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. But it just, yeah. it boggles my mind how much conditional writing they must have had to do for like every time you talk to someone or find a thing, like there's got to be at least like three or four different dialogue options based on whether you found other related evidence or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, oh, you know, speaking of, speaking for instance, of if, you're in, if you're inspecting, the, here's another example. If you're inspecting yeah. the box in the, at the crime scene, if you have found witness, uh, like the fact that he made a phone call to a weird number, it'll be like, oh, this lock matches, uh, you know, the number that witness called. If you don't have that information, it'll be like, oh, there's a weird number that triggers this box, right? Like, it's, it's very conditionally dependent. Yeah, there's another bit of dialogue there that will say, if you've already been to the, like, demon research lab in the dead zone, it'll say, oh, this box looks like the one in the research lab that I already, that I already saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and speaking of dialogue, I don't know if we explicitly mentioned it. There is like a relationship system yeah. for each of the characters that you it's it's not like super robust. You just kind of go and you hang out with them. And the more you hang out with them, they will give you more information that they were, you know, withholding previously um, or, you know, related to various bits of what's going on. Okay, so question question for you guys on this because I like I got kind of hung up on this. Does it feel to you like that was a system that they intended to be like more complex but ran out of time, or or just like couldn't make it work in the end? You know, I'm not sure because it it does as it as it exists. It does do what it needs to do, which is it it gates off some bits of. Um, information until you've sort of gained this person's trust in a way. But yeah, I guess So the, I the guess there probably could be more to it other than you just click a button and suddenly they trust you more because you've clicked yeah, the button. Like every time yeah. every time you meet them, you click a button and they trust you more and then you can go back and, and come back later and they trust you more. Uh, or and you can do it again. Mm -hmm. Um and it, it pops up a little thing called that says relationship increased. The thing is like there's also a bunch of stuff in the game where they like lady love dies says stuff like i better not bring this up to so and so because i might tip them off or because like <clears throat> i don't have enough evidence to accuse them yet or like this would like definitely cross a line with them right and there's also mm -hmm. certain times if you talk to people and you like mention something that they don't like it makes a noise and like a little bit of a shake on the character that really felt to me like a fail state like a oh you did something that offended this character to the point where like i had assumed for a, a chunk of it that this was actually some it was actually tracking the relationship in the background and i was losing relationship points during those times um yeah and is that the, the case or not I don't think no, it is. No, there's no way for the relationship to go down. You can just say whatever you want, and it just always goes up every time. I'm reasonably positive. Um, because yeah. oh, like it seems that way. Wait, yeah. I mean, you can't, like, go down a level of a relationship, but may maybe it can increase slower. I mean, I have never, maybe, but I, like, never went to someone and didn't get a relationship increase little 
dot. And yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe you'll get some information faster than others, but it also felt like it was clearly ticking off like a number of dialogues until it hits the max, and then you just can't get any more dialogues. So it would be weird to me if there was some dialogue that's like missable because you like well, skipped it by doing better in the relationship. The dialogue could be randomized. Like the non-information non run dialogue. But, but if they're the it could be randomized, but you would still miss some of them if the relationship bar like filled up faster if you made good answers or something. Right? Because presumably uh, you would have to meet with them fewer times. But you're just missing like it's not, like, important dialogue. No, but when you max out a relationship, you do get a relic that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, certain ones are definitely not randomized dialogue. Like, you get information at certain stages. Yeah, I guess that was just, like, like part the of the... Like, in-betweens. I guess this was all just kind of, like, part of the problem for me is that, like, the the relationships you have with people are not, like... This system is not very explicit. It's, like, pretty hidden. Like, the only evidence that you get that you are doing something is the fact that at the end of each hangout, it pops up a thing that says relationship increased. Otherwise, there's no feedback about whether you're doing sort of well or wrong, except this weird, like, shake screen. So if the shake screen is actually meaning that your relationship is not going up as fast that's not tracked in any way that's visible to you. Um, and it, like, it feels like if they, wanted, <clears throat> if they wanted to make it clear that your choices are actually having an effect here, they would like, make that more explicit, like make that meter visible so that you could actually see if, uh, like, that, that your choices were having an impact. Because otherwise it's very, very unclear. And so to me, that felt like something where maybe they had a system in place originally that was more complex or had planned to have a system where like you could say the wrong thing and your relationship would go down. Or like if you, you know, reveal that you know something about them that you're like that pisses them off, like maybe they don't give you certain information that they would have otherwise given you or some other like really complex system. And then maybe that didn't like work out in playtesting or they didn't have time to implement it fully or as they were designing it they're like actually this is just going to frustrate a lot of people because it's you know it's going to delay them getting information they want or or some some reason that it like got pulled out but there's still a few little remnants of it in places i don't know this is like i'm talking out my ass this is just a conspiracy yeah. theory that i have yeah. um i mean like, I, I get it i i feel like you know yeah in a lot of dialogues you have you know two different dialogue options you can either be like you know positive or you can be cynical you can you know profess to have faith in the council's goals or or profess doubt for the council's goals it's like these these binary choices and a lot of times they they don't feel like they really amount to anything more than just like this is a role play choice yeah which makes me yeah which does make me wonder if maybe there was a little bit more so um, I'm inclined to think that this system was not. It's a, it's a fix to give the player information, even if you miss like explorable stuff. So you, so you think it's another problem solving for the the yes. problem that they made for themselves? <laughs> I do think that. Yeah, that could be true also. Um, and those are not mutually exclusive. It could also be both of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, another system that I wondered if it was potentially intended to be more complex, but then abandoned is when you get into the barracks, there's a part where you can like sneak into the barracks and get some information there. And if you do it uh, like early on before triggering a certain thing, then you immediately get thrown out by the guards that are there. Uh, and so you have to do this complicated thing where you have to be on the roof of a random building that is in no way you are directed to by absolutely nothing else in the game. Um, and you have to like release the demon gas from the dead zone so that the marshals will be busy trying to contain the leak. Um, I think somebody then... must have said something to that effect. Otherwise, I don't know that I would have done it. Um, well, there's or... a nightmare computer up there, so like it's pretty natural to like try and use the nightmare computer. Yeah. And then Only she just does it and goes like a computer. Yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't yeah. pop up on the interface until you have seen it. Yeah. So you have to find the computer, and then once you do it, like, if you interface with that computer, uh, Lady Love Dies says, like, oh, I bet this will have distracted the guards, and now I can sneak into the barracks. Um, yeah, right. yeah, that is how that goes. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> because yeah. I, I did just climb that building because I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to, like, I think what you, they intend is that you go, oh, like, the marshals are associated with, like, stopping demons, and the dead zone is associated with demonic energy. So maybe if I explore something around the dead zone, I could attract them. But, like, I don't know why anyone would come to that conclusion. It, like, it's a real leap. But anyway, so you go into there and, uh, you know, once you've distracted the guards, you can get in and actually find stuff. But the first time you get in, if the guards are still there, they're placed in such a way that it really, really looks like there was supposed to be a stealth minigame there. Yeah, I'm glad like, there wasn't. <laughs> there's a collection of, like, uh, crates that are in such a way that it looks like it might block line of sight on certain characters. Uh, there's like a ledge that you can jump to in the back that looks like it would get you out of sight of one of the guards. Like it really, really is designed to look like there's a stealth minigame there. And the fact that there isn't either means one of two things. It means that either they did that intention or three things, I guess. Either they didn't realize they did that, in which case, like, that's surprising to me. Two, they did it on purpose as like a joke. Um because they're like, you know, we want to set up the expectation that it's going to be a stealth minigame, and then it's kind of funny that it's not. In which case, that's not, that's actually just kind of bad queuing, because it, it kind of leads you to believe that there might be some place you could jump to where you wouldn't be seen, and it leads you to try a bunch more times than you really should need to, and go through the long sequence of being thrown out every time and getting back up there. Yeah. Or three, at it least, was... At least, I will say to point two, at least it threw you out far enough that it's annoying to get back. Yeah, so you don't end up trying it like 13 times or whatever. Um, or three, they actually did originally intend to have a stealth minigame there and they cut it for some reason. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. That's just my two cents on that area. That was kind of a weird thing. There's a few, like things in the game that are mechanics that you just can stumble across, like this weird mechanic of distracting the guards. There's a weird mechanic of reading people's phones that you have to stumble on the correct uh, like phone I, I like tower. For, for the phone tapping, like there's multiple people telling you to do it. 
Yes, that that one's a lot yeah. a lot better. Um, like the the distracting the guards is the definitely the least indicated of these mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the phone yeah, tapping yeah. one, like there's a few you collect a few phones, and Lady Love dies reiterates like, oh, if I can find a comms tower, I can read these phones. And there is a, another nightmare computer at the base of that one. Um, there's like a a weird crane game that you play on the docks that. Uh, <laughs> You have to press some switches in the right order to get uh, a thing, to get a crane to pick up a box so that you can see the thing under it. There's a similar set of switches that control a thing in the ziggurat that, like, makes a path for you to go across the way to get to the graveyard. Um, I don't know. Are there any other, like, weird one-off mechanics like that you can think of? There's touching the wolves at the farm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 unplug the farm. But yeah, find a bunch of valves and and like put them on a thing and like turn the water back on. Yeah. Um there is like a weird little fetch quest where you meet this dog. <laughs> like the dog who is famous on the island, I guess, that is still just around and you have to like get it some treats and I don't think that does anything other than um, you it gives you crystal. two blood crystals. Two blood crystals, I think. It gives you two blood crystals, but it's also like I think they're just ticking the box for the like "Can you pet the dog?" Twitter account. Um, that which is and also, fine. I think it might be the. I think it's the creator's dog. I think there's a there's a relic or something that you um, find nearby. I, I forget where I found this text, but at one point I got a text that was like, "This is my dog. If you don't like this dog, I will literally find you and kill you." Um, <laughs> Uh, which There's I think also photos of real people. Are there? I, I had my textures yeah. too low, so I probably couldn't have tell, been able to tell. I don't remember where, but it's a tunnel to somewhere. Oh, is it the, the, the shortcut tunnel across the island? Yeah, I remember that. Might be. Yeah. There's a bunch of shrines set up that look like they're memorials to people who died in that tunnel. Um, but I couldn't see anything because I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, okay. It's yeah. pictures um, for real people. Nice. There's um, some like capsule machines where you can get keychains out of them. They're just other collectibles. Um, that's you know not like really a mechanic, but it's I I did come across a few of those those like little capsule um, capsule vending machines. There's foot bath. That's true. There's, there's the foot bath you Laurel. can. Uh, can get food paths to uh, increase your uh, characters, like basically, like helps you with the platforming collecting part of the game. Um, and so this this ties into another problem that uh, that was kind of interesting, uh, which was that um, I, especially early on in the game, I was really, really reluctant to spend blood crystals. So I did not activate the baths for a long time because they sp they cost five crystals each, which is a lot early on in the game. And mm -hmm. eventually you realize, like, shit, I have, like, 40 of these crystals. Like, I should spend some of them. But it felt really... I think the thing that actually pushed me to start spending them was the fact that, like, I felt so bad about losing that fast travel early on because i didn't activate it and then i couldn't get back to that spot and i'm like shit i should just activate every single fast travel i come across yeah I made, I, a decision. I made a decision early in the game to just spend on everything yeah they i mean luckily they put them 
like you you walk like five feet and trip over one they're just so common so it like eventually you get the idea of like oh maybe i don't need to be so precious with these yeah i have a sneaking suspicion that uh, and this may be completely unfounded um but i was i feel like i was noticing towards the end of the game i would be walking by a place where there previously had not been a blood crystal but now there was one there and i feel like if you if you like spend a certain number of them or if you collect a certain number of them they might just like keep spawning them so that you don't Interesting. You, you can yeah. theoretically run out um yeah. if you fast travel well. everywhere and i'm not sure if it if it does that or not or if there just are so many that but i would be yeah. interested to see like can you actually just spend every single blood crystal that exists on the island and i have no idea so can you soft lock by going to the gates with your no, last the, the gates the the travel from the gates is free there's mm -hmm. a special yeah. message when you travel out of the gates where it says travel from the gates is free and does not cost a blood crystal so they yeah. thought of that <laughs> yeah which is good yeah it it took me a very long time to um to actually do the foot baths, and then I did, and I, I think the yeah, first thing I got so was a important. double jump. That was, yeah, it was such a like a revelation that I that I immediately had to go and um, and find the other ones. Yeah, and that yeah, that's a huge game changer. At least the the double jump and the the, the dash are. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I guess there's like not really a good way to encourage like people to spend blood crystals other than giving you a fuck ton. I think maybe one of the things they could have done was just like give you 10 to start with or something so that you don't feel bad about like those first couple fast travel points or something like that. But mm -hmm. like other than that, like giving you a, a lot of them over the course of the game is probably the best solution to that problem. But yeah, and I, I think the yeah. game actually did a great job of like encouraging the player to spend it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I they, they, I could have used a little more right feedback, away. but I mean, I guess that's not true. I was gonna say I could have used a little more feedback on some of the spends, but you get immediate feedback for spending like the on the foot baths, and for the drinks one, the first time you spend on a drink, you do get a message from a a guy who's like, "Listen, if you keep buying drinks, something good will happen." So like, yeah, that's that's good. That was necessary, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, mean, I guess drink from one vending machine. No, there's you. Have, there's only one per, so you really have to go all over the island to get to the point where you get that upgrade. But yeah, I don't. I didn't. I, I at one point I had thought maybe I'll try to get every drink from every vending machine, or you know, every hit every vending machine. But I, I did not. I did not do that. I don't, I don't um, know if I did or not. Like, I bought a bunch of drinks, and I to the point where like I couldn't find any more vending machines that I hadn't hit. But I don't, I don't know if I got them all or not. Yeah, there's really not a good way to track it, which is unfortunate because like the so the the person that you talk to from the vending machine is like the mascot character of like the island's um, dead only nebula. convenience store. Yeah, Dead Nebula, and you talk to them. And it seems like Dead Nebula like has some kind of history or like rapport with Lady Love Dies, which is interesting. And I wanted to know more about that. And yeah. I thought that maybe buying more drinks would eventually um, lead to that, but I never, I never really yeah. found out um, if that pans out. Yeah, there's a little bit of on top of this like weird religious cult 
like apocalypse type feel. There's also a bit of a just like um <clears throat> it's sort of corporate dystopia feeling going on. Mm-hmm. Where they're like trying to keep the citizens happy by like giving them boat rides around the island and like having a contest where if you buy more beer, you can like win a date with the idol. And <laughs> it's yeah, or they they keep there was one bit where they're like, you know, we had them in shitty apartments and they kept killing themselves. So we built luxury apartments and they kept killing themselves. So then we decided maybe if we just build them like single family um, you know, detached houses. We'll like we'll have we'll have a neighborhood that's just houses instead of apartments, and maybe that will make them like more likely to not kill themselves. But uh, probably didn't work. I don't, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Considering yeah, the, there's not the, a lot the, of detached manage- housing in this one. <laughs> yeah, not very many. The yeah the the management of the the citizens seems like uh like an interesting thing that was you know obviously alluded to, but I wanted. I just, I wanted to know more about sort of like the everyday running of of the island sequences. Yeah. So here's another like um, problems that they made for themselves kind of uh, category of things was that like it was a very interesting choice to set the game in the world the way they did. Right. Like they could have set it in the modern world and then you wouldn't have been like the problem this creates is that like it's it's often very unclear like what things are part of the mystery and what things are just a weird thing about the world that everybody there is taking for granted mm-hmm. that you just didn't know. Um, and it can also lead to some confusion because like it's it's hard to like situate yourself in this world that you don't know very well in the beginning. And like uh, I know, especially in watching Sean's playthrough, um, he like in the very beginning he had kind of information overload where there was so much new world building stuff just being thrown at him left and right that when he met one last kiss he just kind of didn't register that she like had told him to go find her in some place or that she was in any way interesting or different because everything was weird and interesting and different and directing you to go places um so yeah. it's it's kind of an interesting problem that they decided, like, let's make this world crazy and you discover it alongside the mystery. Because, like, that's another very bold choice. Um, But it really does feel good to, like, uncover the world-building piecemeal as you go through the game. Like, it's not necessarily a bad choice. It just creates other issues. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I found it it compelling. And, uh, you know, I had mentioned earlier that this feels like a pseudo game it gives me similar vibes to like um silver case and that's that's how that is because it's just like everything is so incomprehensible and it's all just thrown at you with with very little preamble and and it is like mind meltingly bizarre um and that that kind of stuff i have always found really compelling just like i want to know more about this just for the sake of knowing more about it but yeah, I mean, that definitely. Yeah. And one of the nice things that um, that Sean pointed out, which might not have occurred to me as like an interesting benefit that you get from this is that you end up kind of feeling like a detective, even when you're not actually discovering anything about the mystery, 
because you're constantly uncovering yeah. new information about the world and like piecing together how the world works. Uh, and so even mm -hmm. though that's not a mystery that makes sense for Love Dies, because she theoretically knows all this stuff already, it still makes the player feel a bit more like a detective because you're exploring and, and discovering things. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is wild, some of the world building. Like, there's one random one, one of the island sequence mementos you can find that's just like, ah, yes, the island where... Uh, Oh, God, and I, I did remember his name, like, yesterday, but now I've forgotten it. But, uh, yeah, the island where so-and-so had to sacrifice himself to, to fix the timelines. It's like, okay, what was up with that? I, I want to know more about what happened there. Oh, yeah, hang on, I'm looking, I'm trying to it's find like, that like one. Like, Gregory um... something, or um, something with a G, I think. Uh, let's see. He'll probably be in previous, like, previously dead syndicate members if that uh, comes up, but. Ah, yes. Erroneous uh, 18th Island sequence. Erroneous timelines. Gregory Complex gave his life so that they may be switched back. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> like, yeah. this whole island is powered by, like, a giant, like, futuristic machine called the Reality Folding Drive that's powered by psychic energy that, like, the technology was gifted to us by the gods. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, let's, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go through some of the highlights of the, um, the island sequences. 22nd Island Sequence. The vampire murders begin. We will be haunted by this vile monster in our ranks. Yep. Um... Like 17th Island sequence. Ah, the 17th Island. Remember that? Remember them? Remember those? Enough to wish for death. <laughs> What's the ones about, like, I think it's around... It's pretty early on where it's like the god hunters discover us and, like, we are, like, in... We, you know, we're in a panic or oh, something yeah. like that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I want to say that was... Like 13 or 14, maybe? On. Um. But I mean, thirteen is the one where Love Dies was was deceived and exiled. But uh, yeah, tenth island sequence: Humanity's God Hunters learn of our secret islands. We hid from them for so long, but now they know. A time of fear. And then the eleventh, the eleventh island sequence is: uh, The God Hunters have yet to make their move. We continue to resurrect our gods timidly. This is wholly unbefitting. Um, 13th Island Sequence, the shame of Lady Love dies. She is deceived by damned harmony. He tries to let the God Hunters onto the island to kill us. Praise be to the Paradise Trigger for saving us. 15th Island Sequence, Montserrat leads us to the real world to reclaim the corpse of Dire Rose. Tragedy strikes, the God Hunters repel us. So, I yeah. think that's the last so There's some the hints, hints about the, like, war history of, like, what's going on in the, in the real Earth at this time and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's also and... very unclear if and how new syndicate members can ever join or be created because they seem to, we seem to have a high attrition rate on <laughs> the syndicate. So. Yeah. Because like, I mean, we know, we know that, like, that Yuri joined the syndicate. Yeah, yeah. We know that Yuri came on later, but like. Was um... he a child of syndicate members though? Cause syndicate members aren't allowed to have relationships with, uh, yeah, it's it's unclear because he he talks about his parents, but he doesn't like. 
he never like identifies i think whether or not they are i i'm assuming they're citizens because he talks about like oh i hated my parents they had no ambition and no drive blah 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 but like most of the um most of the syndicate and like council came from the um oh what was it called there was like the event basically oh, yeah. where um the, the great betrayal the people yeah the great betrayal where like the people basically rebelled against the gods on earth at least as far as i understand it and mm -hmm. like killed a bunch of gods and everyone who was loyal to the gods sort of met up and started this this whole project um yeah. meanwhile on earth the god hunters basically are killing the gods and they're like entombing their corpses and guarding them so that they can't be resurrected yeah um, because um, man, the gods really do suck. They're real bad. <laughs> I guess like it's been established that the the syndicate members can have children, and over a no. long enough timeline, I guess you might have a bunch of children. <laughs> so maybe they just breed. Yeah, it just that seems like uh, you're going to have some inbreeding problems definitely down the line. Yeah, because the syndicate's definitely not big. Yeah, it's it's maybe like two dozen people. If assuming that the only syndicate members are the members that are either on the island uh, when you get there or listed in your book as having moved on to the next island, um, that's only like not like not even quite two dozen people. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not a lot. Um, and I think I think Doom Jazz even mentions this. It's like. We've got a really uh, Doom Jazz, somebody mentions it. I'm assuming yeah. it's Doom Jazz because of how horny he is, but it's like, yeah, we've got a really small dating pool. It kind of sucks. Yeah. And that's why, like, Akiko was, um, you know, illegally in relationships with her marshals. Um, Aizkawami fathered to... some children. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, certainly there must be others. Doom Jazz doing sleeping that. with citizens all over the place, apparently. So yeah. Also, there yeah. might be syndicate members that, like, wasn't we weren't told about. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I mean, there there must be. Although it's weird if we got um, a list of some syndicate members on the next island in our uh in our little book or our laptop, but not others, would feel weird. But maybe. Yeah. I, it makes sense that like the that they're that they're reproducing because like Gregory Complex who sacrificed himself to fix the timelines you know the 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 woman who's dating Love Dies ex husband is Madame Complex so clearly she is his offspring um, we know that Carmelina Silence you know her or her family yeah um, yeah but you know we know that her family previously was syndicate yeah, yeah. as well so. Wilson I guess we only know, like, the living ones. Yes, his father was a syndicate member. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess yeah, they've the only given us, like, living ones. Yeah, the knights aren't on here. I don't know if they're still supposed to be alive or not. Um, but yeah, the I guess the people on the next island are Isaiah Bullet, Nicolina Rose, Jaheem Fortune, Madam Complex, and Balthazar Tears. Balthazar Tears is a great name. <laughs> Yeah, there's some good names in this. Uh, all right, let me look at my um, my notes here, see what else I wanted to mention. Uh, I want to mention, like, UX. Cause yeah, that's on my list. has some issues with UX. Yeah, that was going to be in my category mm -hmm. of, like, rough edges in this game, because there are definitely yeah. are some. 
Um, yeah, and the UX is, UI UX is one of them. Um, I think it's it's weird because it's like it's meant to be mouse and keyboard, but there's parts where it doesn't feel fluid in terms of like which one you're using. Like it it feels like it's really easy to accidentally select um, like things you don't mean to in the menus because of the way those two combine. Also, supposedly it works with a controller, but I was never able to get mine to register. So, oh really? I I played with the controller. I think I played the, with okay. controller. You played with a controller. Why the fuck is jump bound to a bumper, and not a face button? Yeah, it's weird. I got that's used to like, it, but it is that's, strange. That's absurd to me. I thought because like Sean tried to use a controller for a little bit, and he's like, apparently jump is on a bumper. What the fuck? Yeah, it's yeah. it's not the most um like intuitive control scheme but it is generally simple enough because you're moving around you're jumping you're dashing and like you're interacting with things and people there's not a whole lot of like you know there's there are not a lot of permutations of what you need to be doing at any given time so it's yeah it, think, it works out well enough i think my two biggest ux issues are like it feels like it's different buttons that close different pop-ups every time. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. some of them are E to, like, go forward versus Q to go back, and it's not clear at first which one is which for a yeah, lot of them. Yeah, and, like, some pickups require you to press E, some pickups require you to press Q. Are there pickups that require you to press Q? Now I don't even yeah. remember. Yeah, like the music you pick up, for example. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, to to go back from yeah some of the pop up things. Yeah, it's and it, like the the it feels like you because you have to hit E to like select the current menu option, but you can like have if you have your mouse over the wrong thing at the wrong time, it, that doesn't like some stuff. It feels like you can click, and some stuff you have to hit E, and it's like yeah, feels weird and and convoluted and not right. Yeah, and my other issue is like. If you're gonna have so much platforming, you need to put in some air control into the jump. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the air control is weird because it like you only get there's like very, very, very tiny amounts of it. Um, but you only get to keep the momentum of um like whatever your momentum direction was when you did the jump. <laughs> That's what mm -hmm. you keep having. Um yeah, so that it, makes it very hard to like jump onto things without a running start. Which the air dash is actually great for that. The air dash yeah. helps a lot. Yeah. It also makes it really difficult to like jump onto like a narrow railing or something without jumping over it. Yeah. 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 That was that was definitely an issue. Um, also, the map is not very good. It's like got a few general areas, but it's like very unclear how they connect and like where you are within any given area. And where anyone else is, like it's a, just a pretty shitty map. Yeah, yeah. I wish there was a better indication of like what areas you have and have not, at least, uh, visited. Because I, I played so many hours of this game. Just I had completely forgotten about the ziggurat, about everything up the hill. Because I was, I, you know, I, the first big place that I went was the apartment complex, like that whole area. And there is 
so much shit there. I spent mm -hmm. several hours just like poking around that section, and that's where most of the people you talk to are. Um, so I I I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time there before I went anywhere else, and I yeah. just like. I completely forgot <laughs> to go to the ziggurat until the very end, basically. Um, or not, you know, the end. Uh, um, but I was like, you know, like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I'm missing. What am I missing? Oh, there's all of these locations that I just have not been to yet. <laughs> yeah. Because I because at the beginning of the game, I went left instead of right, basically. Yep. Yeah. That, to me, that was a little bit like with KHX's workshop where like I went a bunch of other places before because I went right you know at that <laughs> at that juncture instead of yeah. left um where I had to actually like look at the map and be like okay where haven't I been yet oh KHX's workshop is here I should make a deliberate effort to go there because that's an important yeah. location um yeah so that's I would have liked also, I did not realize ever, uh, like, I did not realize until watching Sean's playthrough later that if you have discovered a nightmare computer but not unlocked it, it appears on that little, like, AR view where you can see where all the people are. Yeah. It's like oh, a yeah, little, yeah. it's a little syndicate logo. Didn't know that. <laughs> didn't, like, I was like, huh, I, I've got these weird syndicate logos on my AR screen. I wonder what that is. And then just, like, found all the computers without ever looking at that again but that would have been really useful yeah um what else it, it feels like they're um i guess the like the information density is not consistent like there's all of these areas like the farm the like reality folding drive um the like the not the docks i guess the the like the the entrance factory? to the mines. Yeah. yeah, the factory, the entrance to the mines. There's like, like one or two things percent of the game, if not more, the, um, you know, the southwest corner of the map where the apartments are, where the syndicate or not, where the council building is, where you know, where Akiko's, like, prison island is, where it, it basically everything is just in that bit of the island. I wish, I don't know, I wish there was, like, more opportunity to get out of that specific bit of scenery, mm -hmm. um, because it, it did get a little, like, oh, God, why do I have to, like, run across this area again? Yeah. Please, I just want to look at something else. Yeah, it took um, me a long time, too, before I had any strong sense of space on the island and how things connected. Like, I got there eventually, mm -hmm. but the first, like, three, four hours, I was just real lost all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had basically committed to, like, I'm not going to even try to make sense of it. I'm just going to immerse myself in it, and eventually I'll I'll get there. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of that problem is that the... You know, the game has a very unified aesthetic, but it means that all the areas kind of look a little similar at first. And it takes you a while to get used to looking for specific landmarks and, like, understanding which area you're in at any given time and where that is relatively on the island. And, yeah. like, the AR view certainly helps with that. Yeah. It, it's uh, yeah. At, at the very least, you can stumble towards something, even if you're not 100% sure, like, how to get there or, you know, how it's connected. It gives you, yeah, so uh, I don't think we actually mentioned the thing we're talking about. So there's a button you can hold down that just, like, 
pops up the faces of all the characters. And it's not actually all the characters because you don't get to see one last kiss until you find her for the first time. And, you know, Dinonagate is not on there and um, things like that. But um, in general, all the people you know of, if you pop up this view, it says like they're in this direction and this far away. And so you can head towards them. Which is nice. And That's useful. It's, there's a marker if you have a new conversation topic about something. Yeah. And there's also, um, like, you you can see, I think, fast travel points slash save points that you've gotten to and any nightmare computers mm -hmm. that you've found but haven't unlocked yet. Which is important because a lot of times you'll find a nightmare computer but you won't have the upgrades you need for it yet. Um, yeah. So it's important to know that you can come back where you can come back to them. Um, another thing on the on the subject of like rough edges that are like not the best is the voice stabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so they have these like little recorded voice lines that the characters can say that that where they have like their little catchphrases. Most of them are love dies, where she'll be like, you know, when like the investigator is here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, the, when love dies, what remains must be the truth or something like that. Like these weird things, but they, they've only got so many of them and they're pretty specific. Like they're like the thing we did in Wintermore was just have like general kind of wordless tones of a certain emotion so that like, mm -hmm. okay, this line has this emotion. So we can say this, not so here. They are always full, like spoken lines of a phrase. And they each character has like maybe four or five of them, and they play them a lot. Sometimes yeah. multiple lines in a row, and sometimes in places where they really don't feel like they fit at all. Yeah, I yeah, considering how much dialogue there is in this game, there's not that much given to the voice lines. Yeah. Yeah, there, this is like one of my biggest pet peeves in sort of like visual novel styled games um, is this this type of vocalizing. And yeah, like Wintermore did it the right way. And like this game did it the way that is uh, not so good. I remember also, I think I think the worst example of it was like in Dream Daddy, where uh, you could even tell that all of the dialogue was like recorded in different places at different times with different yeah. equipment it was all mixed differently and i just i feel like anytime you're doing this in a game there should just be an option to turn it off please god let me turn it off yeah <laughs> there's also one line that uh lady love dies has which is nani the hell yeah which is like um, just on the like really really on the fine line between being just too weeaboo and cringy yeah. No, it's not on the fine line. <laughs> it's way past. I found it. I found it funny like the first two times, and then after I kept hearing it, I'm like, actually, this is like not not actually that great. Yeah, this this game did a a good job apart basically from that line. Apart um, from that, from for God, I'm my I feel like I've just had a stroke. I don't know what is going on with my ability to speak. But no, it it did a good job of like showcasing the very overt anime influences without being like too weeby yeah um which which is except, a fine line to yeah. walk except for that one line yeah that one's just a bit too much of like an in joke 
Yeah. So, but, you know. Yeah. Don't put in jokes in games. Yeah. Or memes in general. Yeah. Memes, memes are sh- like have a very short shelf life and like you cannot guarantee that any meme you put in will, will still resonate with your audience when they play it. Also, even if it resonates, it takes you out of the game and back yeah. into the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely on the, like, rough edges bucket. Um, and, yeah, like, some of, the, some of the rough edges also, I think, come from these problems that the game makes for itself. Like, there's the problem of what information you find in what order and like that's that being hard to control that's just the biggest problem um and for instance like i was actually very convinced early on that someone was framing the daybreaks because i found like the first six pieces of information i found were all pointing at the daybreaks just randomly and there's no good reason why they had to be the case it's just the order i happened to stumble across them but they don't have a ton of control over the like the order of information and that's that's just rough that's just the way the game is built yeah yeah and like an example of that is like stuff that's really gated like you need a space helmet to get past so they put two space helmets in can you use Lydia's, or can you only use... I mean, the the one space helmet, they put literally right in front of that puzzle. Like, Shinji is standing in front of the door to that place with a space helmet for you. So, oh, really? Yeah. Because I think I missed that until, like, much later. Yeah, it's it's like... It's pretty easy to find. Like, that, that one's pretty direct, but there's... Uh, um, there are definitely some that are like that, where it's like... Um, the yes, I think it's like some of the ones with the the that are gated by upgrades. It's real easy to forget that you have to come back to a place when you have upgrades and just not find that information then for a long time. Um, but it's also you can also, as I did, tunnel for the upgrades and get them basically the first thing, and then it feels like nothing was gated in any order. <laughs> so yeah, but then you need to know how to get the upgrades. Yeah, I I kind of stumbled into them cuz like I, you know, the the two um you get like the one you can get really quickly from the guy telling you like, "Hey, you need to buy stuff from vending machines." So the first time you decide to try a vending machine, you're like, "Okay, there's an upgrade all along this quest. I just need to go and find all of these vending machines." While you're yeah, doing that, you're but likely you don't to know run it's an upgrade. Uh, I mean, they they sort of imply that I think. Um, I, think I think Crimson also tells you that, like, the other piece of that is like we found something in a vending machine, and it might be an upgrade. Or I, I feel like yeah, Crimson I, tells you that I as well. Dead, I think Dead Nebula says something about like having an upgrade for Starlight in one of these vending machines. But if you keep buying, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's explicitly stated. Um, and then, like, as you're going around finding all of those, it's very likely that you'll run into the other two. Um, the, the, the ghost quest and Crimson Acid. Or, uh, yeah, Crimson Acid. Because apparently if you get close to Crimson Acid without seeing her, without, like, getting to her den, she just calls you on the phone and says, like, hey, come check me out. I'm in the sewers. So Yeah, I, I got yeah. that call. 
But I was on my way to Crimson. Yeah, I feel like I if I did get that call, I don't remember it at all. Um, but I did find her eventually. Like, it wasn't that hard. So it's a very, like, inviting entrance to go into. So And, and she's also on the map. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm like, I'm kind of impressed that they... <laughs> They gave, they made choices that made this many problems for themselves, which were like are very bold and interesting choices. And they did, like, they didn't solve all of them perfectly, but they did solve a lot of them in some pretty interesting ways. In a, in a way that I was like impressed that they kind of pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, this was um, yeah, very very ambitious. Um, but for the most part, apart from some. Yeah, apart from our rough edges, you know, definitely, definitely well done. And you'll remember that I bounced off Silvercase. Like, that's one of the games that I rage quit and didn't yeah. come back to. But this one, yeah, like, you did. there was enough, like, piecemeal world building that you got by collecting things, which, like, the exploration felt like a good process, and I felt... Like, I wasn't being, like, forced to do, to, like, find yeah, yeah, one yeah. or two things at the right time. That I, you know, I was in control enough that it made me want to keep keep exploring and keep learning and keep finding this wild world building that they were doing. Mm -hmm. So, kudos, kudos to this team for, for pulling this off, <laughs> you know, rough edges and all, so. Yeah. Uh. Also, I'm on the wiki right now looking at the list of all of the gods. Um, oh, some good ones there, too. I need to read through this. I think my favorite one is Dying from Sadness. The god <laughs> dying from sadness is a sentient rock that drifted to Earth in the cosmic wake of the other gods, a renowned despair philosopher. Yeah. That's my boy. Uh, I mean, like, getting to see... There were also some, like, really great, like, what-the-actual-fuck moments. In this game, some of it was discovering lore, but, like, finding Dainonagate is a, like, what-the-hell moment that's pretty great. Seeing uh, Crying Grudge for the first time is pretty cool, because yeah, you don't really know what to expect. Cool. Um, yeah. There's some really good stuff in this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, you know, I, I feel like the story is wrapped up and there's not really a reason to return to it in the form of another game, but God, do I want it. I want to, like, I want more of this world. Yeah. And, uh, like, I had some... There's, I guess, some, like, frustration about, like, talking to people and, like, at, by the end of the game, um, you know, it says, like, you sh oh, you shouldn't talk to person X about the thing because they'll get mad, but you just do it anyway. To the point where at the end of the game, there's a part where it feels like you're just running around and being like, hey, you did this thing. Fuck you. And they're like, no, fuck you. And you're like, no, fuck you. And then you leave. And it's like, yeah. It's, yeah no, fuck you. Want to hang out? <laughs> yeah, like, fuck you. Want to hang out? Okay. Like, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that was my favorite weird. thing is like, you you ostensibly are building your relationship with Akiko 14. Bitch still hates your guts by the end of it. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's just funny. Like, Oh, you've built up such a rapport with Akiko, but but she still is just constantly swearing at you and yeah, and telling Romanian. you that you're wasting your time. Yeah, in Romanian. Uh, yeah. 
I guess that's what happens when you're a child soldier. You just have anger issues. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's like... Some of the some of the dialogue system stuff could probably have been a little more like polished, but like also, you know, it does feel good that you have like a bunch of cases and when you get new information, you go to, you know, talk to people about the new cases and see if they have any connection to it. And like, it feels like investigating. So I wasn't mad at it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, some, yeah. there's some fun music in this. It's all like smooth jazz, kind of like interesting stuff. Not exactly smooth jazz. I don't know what the name of that genre is, but it's like, it was cool. Yeah, it was fun. To, you can, you have some control over the music because you keep finding these tapes around the island of like the music that you discovered. And then you can like go into your laptop and make a custom playlist if you want. Yeah. But like, does that actually play in the world? Yeah, so I, you can put it, there's two modes. There's like world mode and starlight mode. And I think wor world mode plays like based on what areas you're in and starlight mode plays oh. like whatever you set up. Oh, because I think I, I like tried to randomize the playlist and listen to it in the starlight and it was fine. And then you go back and you kind of get the same music anyway. Yeah. That that's probably yeah probably you were in like world mode. Um, I didn't really mess around with any of that. I just know some of it from seeing Sean mess around on his menu. Yeah, I thought world mode was like the there's an option for having like a diegetic sound coming from the speakers on the island. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, when and you that get needs into to the... be turned off as soon as possible because that's <laughs> awful. The uh. <laughs> There's a there's a cute thing when you go into the dead zone where it's like you are cut off from island music, like, which is kind of a like a cute, cute little thing. The the dead zone is like a real weird, cool, bizarre area. Yeah. Um. I because... I didn't. It, it was kind of scary for me, but like when I saw it on Sean's, I was like, this is way cooler with the textures on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah the dead zone. They dip, just dropped a several million tons of concrete on top of the destroyed apartment complex. Yeah, it is really interesting in there. Sneak in and find like the secret demon bunker, and like Sam has a whiskey distil distillery there because he wants to like taste the death of the island or whatever. Um, yeah. And there, there's uh, Henry's apartment, which you can investigate, which you can get the combination to his safe by talking, hanging out with him enough. And eventually he's just like, I trust you. I'm going to give you the combination of my safe. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. I feel like Henry doesn't trust you so much as he just wants to see somebody, anybody, like, fuck with the syndicate. And you're yeah. the only one who's talking to him. So. Yeah. Henry was, I felt real bad for Henry, because, like, he's pretty much just been, since he was born, like, a poor schmuck with no chance. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I guess that's what happens when you're a citizen. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're, you're kind of, like, it basically becomes clear over the course of this game that, like, you uh, and the Syndicate in general, pretty much the bad guys, like, 
it's like you are doing a shitty thing for like shitty reasons and you're not even yeah. that good at it. So Yeah, absolutely not. Though that was that was another like cool not like cool, but you know shocking big moment when you when you finally do go or I finally did go into the ziggurat and everything is just covered in blood because all of the people were sacrificed there. It's like, oh God, this is yeah. really bad. Yeah, that is an uncomfortable location to hang out. Yeah. Uh, the number just, of like, times blood fountains. The number of times watching Sean's playthrough where he got very close to something important and then just turned around and walked in the other fucking direction. I like oh, no. I was like I was like this is gonna put me in an early grave. I don't even so he went into the ziggurat and he walked past the switches that control that puzzle and then he like tried to platform across the thing and he's like, huh, this is like weird and not very good platforming. And then he just ended and he's like, Well, I guess there's nothing here. That's weird. That's kind of like anticlimactic. It felt like there should have been something here. And then he just walked away. And he didn't see the fucking door to the graveyard. I had a similar experience where I did I did walk past the switches, uh, but I did manage to platform through around that puzzle. And you get to the end, and the door, the door to the is graveyard locked. is locked. And I was like, yeah. oh, I got to do something else, huh? So then I did find the switches. Um, yeah. But it's... <laughs> he just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and he had a similar one where he, like, walked by the entrance to Crimson Acid's place, like, multiple times without finding her, despite being actively looking for Crimson Acid at the time. Oh, um, no. There was, uh... God, there was, like, at least, like, one or two more where it was that kind of thing. Where I'm <laughs> like, no, you just, you just go slightly more in that direction and you'll find it. Um, but yeah, no, the, the the ziggurat one was definitely the worst. Yeah, to be fair, there is so much to, like, explore that it does, yeah. if you don't, like, definitely think you're gonna find something, it's, it's almost a foregone conclusion, like, I should just go look somewhere else and find, yeah. you know, and this was find like, something else. This is else. exactly the problem that I'm talking about, where, like, they tried and yeah. solved this by putting collectibles everywhere. Because you need to be very dedicated to looking closely at everything and under everything and at all the pieces and exploring all the areas. Like, this this game doesn't work unless you really want to find everything. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't end up actually finding everything, even if you don't end up being completionist about it, like, you have to feel that motivation in order to find a lot of the important stuff in this uh, in this game, so. Yeah, I, th I think this is a game that it, you you do actually benefit um, from knowing what kind of game it is before yeah. you play it, because this, this kind of game will not hit for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens to hit pretty hard for me, which is... Yeah, you have to, like, good. mysteries and at least a little bit of collection and a little bit of platforming. Yeah, and and exploring because yeah. God, exploring is like my main my main deal. So yeah, you have to be very high on the exploration motivation chart. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, is that everything? Let me take a last look at my notes. Kelso, um, you have anything you want to say about the art style? Art style is 
good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot to say about it. It's it's um very stylish. A little bit wonky like in terms of anatomy sometimes, but eh, it's yeah, fine. I it's like, cohesive. So I like the character designs are like real wild in a way that's yeah. fun. The yeah. environment are like it's it feels like when you put in a like just import a 3D model and just scale it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're a little sort of basic in some interesting ways, but they also, like, the level design is fun enough that it, it feels good to move around them most of the time. Granted, like, some of the, some of the like, constantly going up a billion flights of stairs to get up some of the apartment buildings is a little tedious, but other than that, it feels pretty good to move yeah. around. Yeah. So, Kawa, did you have a problem with, like, um, motion sickness? I, I was did, just gonna ask. I did drink ginger ale the first few times. So yes, until I got used to it. Um so like the I first... feel I almost had some issues with it. <laughs> yeah, I did Damn. I did have to do some ginger ale at first. I got used to it eventually. I say I think also having some of the better movement abilities kinda helped. Um weirdly enough. Uh but yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, it, it was not perfect for that, but I got through it. It was okay. I've We've done worse, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. All right. Nope. Um, yeah, so from, I guess, speaking of conspiracy-centric games, Carl, you want to talk about what we're playing next? Yeah, so the next game we're going to be playing is Nuts by, oh god, by Yoon, Paul, Mooch, Char, and Torfi. <laughs> good, yeah. good, good attempt. Yeah. Clap, clap. Yeah, That's I better tried than my best. And it's a game where you play as a surveyor, and you're surveying a forest, and the squirrels are up to no good. I've That's watched a little bit of this one. Yeah, I've watched like a little bit of this one and I stopped because um I wanted to I wanted to play it and I I'm like so excited to see what exactly the squirrels are up to. Yeah. Um I've uh I have only ever seen the trailers, so I'm excited to go into it mostly blind. Um it's like 25% off on Steam right now cuz we're in the Steam summer sales. So, yeah. If you want to grab it, I think it's like 15 bucks on Steam right now, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Possible squirrel, squirrel conspiracy game. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and it's, the it's thing all we can cap, plug. Nuts. Yes. yes, nuts and all caps. Um, yeah, I guess we can do plugs now. It took me a minute to remember because it's been a while, but plugs. Yes, hello. Um, you can find the podcast Twitter on Twitter at Feedback Force, and you can find me um, at Kelso Time Bomb. I'm so inactive on just the internet in general. I didn't even talk about it. I'm playing Yakuza 7 now. Um, so and you have no time for not... other things. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, Yakuza 7 is great. Play all of the games and then play Yakuza 7. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's, that's uh, where I'm at. I'm on Twitter at Kyla underscore go. Um, you, you can also find the game that I made, Wintermore Tactics Club, 
uh, on um, various platforms, Xbox 360, PS4, Switch, uh, or PC. Um, and you can also, if you happen to have paid the ludicrous amount required to go to GDC, uh, you can see the GDC talk that myself and Mike are doing. Um, I don't know if the schedule has been officially announced yet. Um, we're not supposed to say when our talk is until the schedule is announced, but uh, when it is announced, you can find it by searching uh, for our names or the title of the talk is Everything Means Something, The Creative and Destructive Potential of Themes. So look for that, and hopefully it will come out of the vault eventually and be free. Uh, if, if it is, I'll definitely be sharing it everywhere so people can find it. Nice. Yeah, and I'm Carl and at Skug3 on the Twitters. And like Kelso, I'm not going to be very active. You want to uh, direct people towards the Game Jam game that you made that I played that was really I mean, I fun? To, I need to oh. play that. Yeah, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> uh, if you uh, go to itch, it's, it's on itch somewhere, right? Itch.io? It's on itch somewhere. Uh, people can just search the title. What's the title? Oh, the title is Epic Wheel Quest. Yeah, check that out. Uh, Carl was in a game jam, and they made a fun game. It was lot, lots of fun to game jam again. Yeah, I can imagine. I've been... Uh, I need to get back to doing some design work. Um, yeah, so if you want to talk about Nuts with us, uh, play it over the next two weeks, and then um, come talk about it on our Discord, or... Uh, you know, tweet us about it, uh, and we, you can come be a guest on the next podcast. All you got to do is have Discord and be free on a Sunday and play the game. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, link to the Discord is on our Twitter, um, the at Feedback Force Twitter, so you can find it there. Come hang out, even if you don't want to be on an episode. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening, if you got all the way to the end. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.